sports fans, and thank you for listening to State of My Sports, where we talk about State of Michigan sports and State of Michigan beer. If you aren't following us on social media yet, please do so by searching State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast along with our YouTube channel so you do not miss an episode. For even more content, check out our website, stateofmisports.com. Before we get into the episode, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports. Sicilianos Market helps us pick out the best Michigan beers for each and every episode. Also, Caleb from Mac Web Design helped us get our website created. So check out all of our sponsors and let them know that we sent you. Alright, episode 104, we are on location at the official brewery State of My Sports, the House Brewing Company and Cafe. We will be joined by head brewer Ben Isbell, uh, get to know him a little bit, catch up on, on what's new at the Hops and all the good stuff they got going on there. Uh, we're going to put a bow on the Detroit Red Wings season, talk some Detroit Tigers a little bit there. And what we're going to do, I think will be a little fun after the interview, is we're going to take the 16 moms that we drafted last week and we're going to try to put them in a bracket, random order, and we're going to just go head to head and pick the very best one. So uh, be ready with that. Also be ready with comments for a that mom, one as well mom, if you're... What's mom, that? Mom bracket? That's a what mom, you're saying? A mom bracket. All yeah, right. that sounds a little inappropriate. It, it does mean, sound inappropriate. This is, this is for TV characters, though. <laughs> Nothing else, right, Ryan? I, I guess. Let's <laughs> draw <laughs> no, the rules early. I mean, it can be basically any reason. We're going to... So if you drafted them, just get ready to, to argue, or her, I should say. It should be fun. Should be fun. Um, I lost track, but we're also gonna <laughs> talk some betting hero. I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about how the the over unders have changed since the draft. So a couple weeks ago, we previewed like we went over the over unders uh, prior to the draft, and now we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, what they're looking at now. I, they didn't change as much as I thought, so I was hoping it was gonna be a little more fun, but um, still worth looking at, and it'll be fun to kind of see how they evolve over the course of the the off season here. And of course, we're gonna grade some Michigan beers. Uh, it will be the Hops Beer today, um, which is awesome. I am Sam Waltart. With me today, we got Ryan Waltart, Micah Hello. Smith, John Dornboss working behind the scenes. We will introduce our guests here shortly. Um, but, I mean, really, how was your guys' Mother's Day? I mean, that, that's kind of the what happened this weekend, right? I mean, there's really nothing else to talk about. Did you guys I, do anything fun? I Ryan? mean, I, yeah, I went to my mother-in-law's house. Uh, we're celebrating my, my mother's Mother's Day next week or okay. this, this coming Sunday. Uh, this last week. I was at my mother-in-law's for basically the whole day, and it was it was a great day. It was a little bit too windy, a little bit too cold to enjoy it outside, um, but great day overall, just relaxing. Stayed there all day and uh, had some good food. For sure. Good company. Micah, what did you guys do? Uh, took the family to church and took them out to lunch so that Carrie didn't have to cook. Nice. And then we went in search of some plants for her hanging pots. And just kind of pulled the plug, and we're going to wait for Countryside to open. Oh, I, yeah. I think they're open. We just couldn't Look, looked get for there. some plants. So. You mean like in the wild, out in the wilderness? No. Like, what do you mean, looked <laughs> for some plants? We went looking for plants at Home Depot. Oh, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. All right. Sorry, yeah. I think I missed the Home Depot part. No, yeah, we can move on. I just this. I, I really thought you guys might have just like hiked through the woods looking for wildflowers. I'm like, I think that's a little illegal, <laughs> isn't it? Like just pull wildflowers. We were looking for poison ivy to replant in our yard. Oh, very that's nice. Smart. Uh, that's yeah, smart. Keep yeah. people out. Yeah, ivy for sure. walls. 
I got to get some of that so people stop showing up to swim all the time. <laughs> no, it was good. We so Andrea didn't really ask for a whole lot, which was which was nice. She said she didn't want gifts, so I, I stuck to that. Um, it hasn't bit me in the butt yet, so that's good, right? <laughs> so far, so good. So far, so good. Um, but no, we, we had a really good. She said the one thing she wanted was to go with her mom to countryside. I think you said. Or out in the wild. Yeah, or out in the wild. She wants to do Same that thing. here in the, in the next week or so. And then uh, she didn't want to cook. So she didn't cook all weekend, which was good. Uh, I took her to brunch. So Nice. How was John, brunch? It was good. We went to uh, the best side, which was, which was really good. They have some good food. It was really busy. A little slower with the, with the food. But, I mean, in that, in that scenario, it's kind of expected. Yeah. So, John, did you guys have a good time? Did you guys do anything? Yeah, I, <clears throat> I took my um, future wife out. For Mother's Day? I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, gee. I, I, I was going to say, we got to get some breaking news <laughs> on there. Awfully single. No, uh, no. my mom, uh, she just loves when everybody gets together. So we all went out to brunch, and my mom showed up an hour late. because <laughs> She's allowed to, right? Yeah, she got a little uh, carried away the night before, closing down a local bar. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. But it was a good time. Is she in the bracket? My mother? <laughs> she wasn't on TV. Take it easy. Was, Take yeah. it easy. <laughs> what? She closed down a bar. She's got to be in the brackets. <laughs> inappropriate, Micah. Come on. Oh, come on, We're going to have to cut your mic this early. That's not fair to everybody. So uh, Someone's got a dirty <laughs> mind. Uh, no, that's good. I uh, did want to talk a little bit about the Tigers. I think that's where we, we really want to start before we introduce Ben. And we'll introduce him later, but if you have something to say, just hop right on, man. But right. we wanted to talk a little bit about um, the Tigers here and, and really – I think this is we're, we're going to have to put a timeline on this because I know Ryan and I disagree. I have a feeling Micah's more on my side of we'll see. how our feelings are with with Alavila and and you don't know the, me. The reason why <laughs> I wanted to bring this up is because mainly what, what they're talking about with Theo Epstein. He came, he went on a podcast recently. It wasn't Arch for some reason. I don't know why he doesn't return my calls, but maybe he will once he's the GM. <laughs> oh, of the for Tigers. sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a call. See if he. Anyways, basically, he said he wants another go. So, obviously, people that don't know who Theo Epstein is, very uh, coveted general manager, president type type of baseball operations. He was part of um, the Red Sox, their very first title. 07? 04. 04. 04, sorry. Um, That broke the curse. And then I think he was part of the 08 one, right? Yep. Or the two of them there. Yep. And then he switched over to the Cubs and kind of broke broke, that curse. Broke that curse as well. Yeah, man. Um, So the fact that he's like saying he would like another go at it and like the teams that he has built, in my head, that's just screaming he wants to be the Detroit Tigers general manager, I'm assuming. Uh, No, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that that would, that falls into that category. But like that's where my brain went. And I'm sitting here thinking, why is Alavila still in place? And it, it just got a whole bunch of feelings kind of going inside that I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of him. I'm not a fan of what he's done. I feel like it's, it, he's not building. He's, he's terrible at free agent signings and trades. That's been proven. Yeah. And you, you, the other thing is, is drafting, which, I mean, he's done okay with, uh, I think. But at the same time, it's like, what, when's enough enough? You look at what the Royals are at right now. And compared to where we were, they were supposed to go downhill. They already take a, a massive step up. To, to surpass the Tigers in, in their, their quote-unquote rebuild, in my opinion. It might not be long-term, but they're already better than us, so you can't tell me they're not. So I, I don't know. I'm just, why, do you think, why do you think the Royals would take longer to rebuild than the Tigers? Because their roster was worse no, at one point? No, they're, because they're, they're in the same plate. Like, they, they did just they, – when they sold off, they did better. They, they didn't have the massive contracts to ever sell off. They never had a, a large salary cap. 
They never did. They their salary was always one of the lowest in the league. That was that was why the Royals were such an amazing franchise when they made their run when they made the World Series two years in a row. They didn't have they weren't paying guys a whole bunch of money. They signed maybe one big free agent pitcher that wasn't even a, a huge free agent until he he worked out with them, and you know they they worked out the rest of it with like toughness, grittiness, yeah. you know that kind of baseball. Tigers had something way different. They had one of the the largest salary caps in baseball, or, or you know, they were they were spending over two hundred million dollars a season at team one salary. point. Team salary, there yep. you go. So their team salary was so much higher than the Royals. They they had more to lose. So when they're selling their guys off, they're eating a lot of those contracts. That means the Verlander they were paying for Verlander long term. They were paying for Justin Upton long term. They were paying for some of these other guys long term. So they didn't have a place to go except for when they sold off and they, they started from scratch. They, it's not like they're going to go spend their money on, on big-time free agents because they're still paying off their previous free agents. So the position that, that Avila is in right now, I don't, I'm not sitting here saying that he's the perfect one to rebuild the franchise, but I don't think he's done anything wrong at this point to lose his job. Now, if you're talking about Theo Epstein coming into Detroit – who would I rather have? Of course, that's a no-brainer. I would love the guy who, who's been the mastermind behind breaking two curses with franchises that could never really put it together and, and has the trust of you know, baseball minds all around him where he would, he would build the right staff, get the right guys in place that would want to play for his type of franchise. Like Obviously, I would love to have him come in and fire Avila right away. I'm not tied to him. I'm just saying Avila has been put in this spot where they told him to stop spending money. That's yeah. that was his direction at the time. So he sold these guys. We can all agree the trades have sucked, uh, but these free agent signings are not about winning. These free agent signing, signings are getting to the point, the building the bridge, so their draft prospects when they start coming up and being successful, then you spend the money with the free agents. So go, go ahead, Micah. To play devil's advocate, though, when you said he didn't do anything wrong, the the guys that we traded and got nothing in return for. Like, wouldn't you say that? I mean, you, you you probably wouldn't agree. I mean, I think the more recent trades you know we've had have Verlander, been pretty successful. Mar- JD. Yeah, but you're talking about the big three, basically. Yeah, Verlander, right. JD Martinez, and I. Um, Who I mean, you should have gotten worlds for? Yeah, and I agree. And those are, those have sucked. Money. Yes. And so that, and that, that's that's what we base this on. Yeah, I, I, that's the way I look at it. And also the development of these guys has, has not been good. I mean, who's, who are position players that are coming up? We've had the same guys, quote-unquote, be our top prospects, and we're not filling these needs. And it's very frustrating because every year we're supposed to be trading these guys. And, yeah, the free agent signings aren't for winning now, but what they're for is short-term deals that you flip to trade some and, and get pieces and we're not getting those pieces either so no. you're failing with the free agent signings not because you're not winning but because you're not turning them into assets in return and and he's failing in, in two of the three categories in my opinion so i think his hot sheet seat should be like pretty hot clo- close to eight eight or nine so, because i don't think he's a good general manager i think he got pushed into this now i do want to take a step back here and talk about is this what he's supposed to be doing possibly it very well may be that they're not trying to spend money and it might be more of an ownership issue than we're being told. And that is another part of the question with, with what Chris Illich is doing. Ever since he's taken over the team, like he doesn't say anything. He doesn't talk. We have no idea what he's doing. Yep. And I'm just – that's another frustrating thing on, on top of it. Um, so, like, I put his hot seat pretty high as it should be, 
But then John Paul Morosi, who's, who's really close to the Detroit Tigers organization, Detroit sports in general, he does a lot with MLB and NHL. Um, he, came, he was on 97 on the ticket this morning, basically said, you know, he, he's not in any trouble. He, he's got through 2022 at least. And here I am just, like, frustrated. It's like, pick up the phone, Mike Illich, and call Theo Epstein and see what it takes. Sure. Because that is life. Like, the way that A.J. Hinch came in changes the rebuild. It, it, it takes it a step further because of the type of coach he is or manager, I should say, and I feel like doing this with, with Theo Epstein is just another step in the direction of we want to win, and we're going to make this happen. You know what so, I mean? So compared to Dombrowski, in your opinion, what, like what does is, what is Epstein's franchises look like? Because Dombrowski just depletes an entire farm system, gets you a, a championship, which is great. It's the end goal, but then when you have when you turn around the next year and guys are leaving for bigger money and different contracts, then you're like, who do we have left? Yeah, like, you cannot. It's not sustainable to pay massive free agent contract after massive overpaid free agent contract, sell all your entire farm system, and be successful long term. You cannot do that. So Theo Epstein or uh, Dave Dabrowski is a GM to bring in in those situations where you want a window of opportunity yep. to get your championships. He for did sure. that for us. He screwed us over in the long run, and I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't want it back. Like I'm glad what he did because that run was. Awesome to be a part of. I wish we could have, you know, taken one home. Um, it, he, he did his job in Detroit. Right. Now we're left with this rebuild. That means that, that I mean, that is year after year after year with draft picks and, and you know, Cuban signings and international signings and all this other stuff that we did not do for so long. Right. We sold off that entire farm system. We were dead last. We were dead last on farm yeah, system bad. for like four years. So now it's taken this long. So you know that Al Avila has a long leash because he was directed to say, okay, let, let's take a few years. Let's build this thing back up from the ground like the Chicago Cubs. And a guy like Theo Epstein is so good because he's proven with young talent. He's done the Javi mm-hmm. Baez. He's done it with uh, Chris Bryant. He's done it with those core group of guys with the Cubs. He's also gone and got a bunch of free agents. Um, and he just seems to put a – like character-wise, a group of, of people together. He, yeah. he has a knack for getting the right manager, for getting the right uh, sort of mindset or, or group mentality within the organization to have real chemistry. And, and so that's where and, – and he's talked about that in interviews. And I think, yes, when we're at that point, let's bring somebody in. I don't want Alavila long-term. I don't believe in him. I'm just saying that he hasn't done anything wrong or unexpected. He's been put in an impossible situation, the worst situation in baseball well, to go out and win. So, so let's – At the same time, it's not about what you haven't done wrong. It's about what you're not doing right. And I feel like if the organization – and we, we got to wrap this up. So, I mean, if the organization is really interested in winning and really interested in putting a good product on the field and going after a championship like we're used to the last you know decade or so before the crap hit the fan it's like then do it if you're not willing to do that tell us and sell like make it a, the or and, and it's probably not alavila he's just kind yeah, of this that doesn't even goal. make sense yep. when that doesn't even make sense when you don't have the resources to do it when you can't How pay people ha- to do they it they have the resources they pay one player and that's miguel cabrera other than that their 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 salary cap is not bad or they not, like or their 90? salary, it's it's not. And in the Illich family is known to have deep pockets. They're known, and Mike Illich is willing to spend money to be competitive. Right. Why isn't Chris Illich doing that? Is he trying to do something else? Is he trying to sell? 
Like, we don't know any of these questions. And I feel like if we did, we could be a little more comfortable. And, that, and that's kind of the, the, the core of the issue is what in the world is life without Mike Illich going to be? Is it, if it's going to continue to be this with both these organizations, then sell them both because I'm sick of this. La- that's where a, I'm at. A with, last with, parting with, thought yeah. on Avila. Do you even feel confident in him making moves with the system he's built to get the right players in? He just got the right like, manager. Oh, okay. He got the right manager. Okay. That, that's a good point. That's, but, that's step one look, out of many. All I'm saying is we have five to six big-time arm prospects in the system right now. When those guys are 25, 26, 27 years old, that's when you pull the trigger on free agents. That's where you build the, the young hitting core that's in the minors right now that – is very good when they're coming up at the same time. You saw that timing with Chris Bryant. Who did they bring in? John Lester. He anchored their, their pitching staff with the Cubs. You saw the same thing with the Astros when they built uh, Keuchel and, and some of these other homegrown talent types in their, in their rotation. Then they bring in Verlander, and now they're dominant. Then they bring in Garrett Cole, puts them over the top. You do not invest in free agents I, until I, the team, the organization is ready. That, that's saying, where I, that's where I, I'm at. That's not where my issue. It's not spending money on the big free agents because I know that's not where we, what we need to do. This is already going way longer. But well, then I, you I can't win now. Then you can't win now. And if it's you're not, not about winning. Free agents. It's not about the record. It's not about. Then I don't know now. why you're frustrated. It, it's about the whole development of the whole organization. Yeah, it's great that our our uh, farm system's what number two right now. Well, if you look at our top prospects, three or four of them should be in the majors right now if they're not already. So. Once they're in the majors and they're off the prospects, now all of a sudden we're going to drop down to 15-20. Should we be at 15-20 six years into a rebuild? Probably not. And that's a problem of itself. And you have to hit on every single one of these guys if you want them to be halfway decent. And that, I'm, that doesn't happen in the MLB. I, I think he's just saying he's sick of spinning his wheels year after yeah. year after year. Yeah. Speaking of spinning wheels, let's talk well, about the re- winged wheel. Worked for the hey. Astros and Padres. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't want to go through what they had to go through either. Um, So the Redmond's season is over, officially. Thank goodness. They pulled the plug. Uh, And and I wanted to talk a little bit about this. Hopefully we can go quick, and I'm going to try to just make it as quick as possible, get all my points out there. Uh, You can. Go for it. Yeah. Just we'll have to add it to my to the tab. Oh, I'll just do it. No, just, add, just do it. Cause we, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to deal to do the same here soon. Okay. I'm drinking a lot faster than I thought. This Alavila <laughs> thing is getting Get all to fired me. up. Drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> and we're gonna have to cut like six topics now. Uh, no, Red Wings. So they finished 19, 27, and 10 overall. 48 points in 56 games. Which I, I think though, when you compare it to last year in 2020, they played uh, 72 games with a 17, 49 in five overall record, uh, which was 39 points. Um, so if you kind of calculate it out, that's basically current this season they had .85 points per game, which you get a point for a tie or overtime loss and two points for a win. Last year compared to a .55 points per game makes, I mean, that, that tells me it's, it's a pretty decent improvement. Another key part, and sorry, I'm just going to kind of spit as much of the facts out here as Do possible it. and discuss quickly on a little, little bit of more uh, progress, if you will. Ryan, if you want to go grab beers for everybody, that'd be great. No, I'm good. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> um, if you guys need anything, just, you know, shout <laughs> um, Goal differential, I think, is, is the most eye-popping number to me. When you look at it, they're minus 44 in goal differential this year. That is not a pretty number. I think it was probably no. worse, worse than the league. I, I guess I didn't look at the rankings, but compared to last year with their goal differential at minus 122, I mean, that's a huge difference. That's a .78 goals against or goal differential compared to 1.69 last year. Per game? Per game. 
That's a, that is a massive difference, and that, well, that's telling me improvement. Um, and, and that's really the key of this rebuild right now is, is it's not win now, and it's, it's taking a couple steps back and figuring out what you want this to be. Continue to gain assets before you start spending the money and picking away at what you want. Ryan, don't, don't even – this is different than Alavila, okay? Because it's Steve Eisenman. Because <laughs> it's Steve Eisenman. That's the only difference. Because Steve Eisenman has been a general manager. Not, not because he's the captain, but it's because he's a very successful general manager with Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay, the Wings were not the worst in the league in goal differential. That's impressive. Buffalo? They, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're sitting at 26. They're at dead last at negative 61. Okay. I mean, what, what were we last year, you said? Oh, minus 122. <coughs> brutal, brutal. Whoa. Um, so, I mean, the, another key stat to me that, that I heard on the radio – and I actually had to fact check myself. Their record when they scored three goals or more was 17-1 and two. So that's Seriously. 17 wins, one regulation loss, and two overtime losses when you score three goals or more. You should be scoring three or four goals in every single game in the NHL at this point. And yeah. that's where I look at the core of the, the Red Wings issue. And you look at the forwards and you understand why they're not scoring. It's not a pretty roster. No. And rightfully so. I mean, we'll, we'll, we can go through some names, but there's no really reason to at this point. And it's, it's basically what I wanted to talk about was, you know, Blashill's hot seat, similar to what we did with, with uh, Al Avila, is, I mean, he, he, the record isn't a coach that you bring back. But when you look nope. at the, the comparative numbers of how much they're progressing, I think it's more interesting. And, I mean... Michael, what are your thoughts on Blashill? Do you want well, him back? Do you want him to stay? Like, where, where you, or do you want him to go? I, I don't know. It's hard to say because, you know, with the improvements, I, I think you could attribute that to uh, Steve Eiserman's acquisitions. You know, he, he brought in some more talented guys. Obviously, not enough, not where we want to be. Um, I, you, you could probably let Blashill ride for another one or two years. Yeah. Honestly, I mean it. I mean, who are you going to bring in that's going to really kickstart a roster like this? Honestly. Yeah. It, like, the coach I, is far from the issue. Um, I, I'm basically just at a point that I'm going to trust Eiserman because I think he's proven to be a good general manager with yes. Tampa Bay. Yep. So it's not like it's a first time guy that turned a scout into a general manager for the first time ever. Um, <laughs> anything like that. Like, this is a legitimate general manager in this league. He was under Holland for a while. He went over, ran his own team, took them from last place to first. Or probably yep. not last place, but doesn't matter. Um, and, and got them a Stanley Cup. His team got won the Stanley Cup last year. That's yep. really important. And another thing that I think is very important that people forget about is the coach that he inherited was Guy Boucher, who was very successful the first two years under his regime. And he lost the locker room midseason. And Eisenman said, all right, deuces, dude. Like, if you are going to lose really? the locker room, you're done. He was very successful with, with Tampa. And that's, that's what's def- why I think it's different because Eisenman's not afraid to pull the plug on a, on a head coach. Yeah. That is proven yep. in his track record. And from, from a guy, like everybody's always saying, well, he's lost the locker room. They need a new voice. They need this. You look at this roster. This isn't, they don't need a new voice because this is a new voice to half these guys. You look right. at 90% of the roster, I'm sure this is year two or three. At, at the very most, most of them have been here for two months and are gone already. Well, well and they're so young, right. right? They have so many of those young, guy, talented guys coming up right now. Exactly. So, I mean, if they're responding well to him, if, they ha- if he has 
you know, their trust and, and, you know, they trust and they feel good around that kind of a roster in the locker room, then, you know, that's, that's for him to kind of see how that chemistry it's, works. It's still hard for me to look at what he did at the college level and in the AHL and not still think about that. But, I mean, obviously you cannot, you cannot just kind of ride that out going, well, he's done so well at this level and this level. This is our guy. It's, it, it's yeah. not an automatic, I know that. Yep. But it's still it's still a tangible reason what his past looks like. It yeah. is. Yeah. No, I I agree. I mean, for me, it, it's I get why you would can him, but I get why you give him a, another chance to to get a little better because you look at what what's happening here. You're going to have a lot of expiring contracts. You have a lot of um, cap space. I don't think we're ready to overpay for anybody yet. But no. what you can do is bring in the right guys that that you can start putting a good enough product on the ice. And you have these young guys coming up and learning where you're going to know if Blaschel is going to be a successful coach in the NHL. The way that you, you if you give him one more year, so you, obviously you're going to give him a two or three year deal, and then you can fire him, and, and that's never an issue. Yep. You can get rid of coaches whenever you want. Um, so I'm not worried about the contract side, side of it. But it's like he's worked with absolutely nothing the last three years when he's been absolutely terrible. And exactly. As, we, as he's gotten better with a better team, you see it this year. I just read a bunch of the numbers. He's getting better as a coach, and I don't. I hate the argument of they need a new voice. They need um, people are, are tuning him out because if that were the case, he would have been gone two months ago. There is no way Eisman would have put up with it on a coach with an expiring contract. It, it, everything's in place for him to get fired, other than the fact that he didn't get fired, and that tells me Eisman likes something about him. Where we're at right now, is he the long-term coach? Is he going to be the coach that's leading us to, to conference finals and stuff like that? Probably not. Right. But he doesn't deserve to be fired either at this point. Well, the hypothetical so, question would be, okay, say, say Jeff Blaschel were to be coaching the, the Lightning right now. Yeah. And if, they, if, the, and if, they, and if they were clipping 500, you'd have some serious questions, yep. and someone would be gone quick. Yeah, and, and kind of throw it back to if we had a Theo Epstein-type coach ready to go, then I would say, yep. But Theo at Ep- this point – Theo Epstein's not a coach. He's a GM. I, well, you, I'm, I'm, I'm using that. That is an example where I could replace Avila quickly. I don't know who I would replace Blasio with at this point. I've been biting my tongue this whole time. It's been tough, guys. And see, the only thing that comes to my head is John Tortorella, and I don't want that guy in my city. Right now, I don't. I mean, no. I do like him, but, yeah, we're we're not going to get into that. But um, we're going to get into the more outlook. I'll put in – I think last year I I did, like, the checklist, the priority list for – um, Eiserman's first offseason. I'll do that again in the near future. Um, just a lot of expiring contracts that are interested. I think Verana is the key. Re-up with that guy. He's a restricted free agent. You have the rights. you got to pay him. You have the cap space. Get this guy. Don't let him go. Yep. Um, but from now, we're, we're going to get into um, some other stuff here. It is time to introduce our Michigan beers for this episode. But before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner, Sicily Animals Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether they know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Sicily Animals Market is the best place for that. And not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they are individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. They obviously have a great selection of craft beer. They also have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. Siciliano's Market also has the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the State of My Sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. 
All right. So obviously we are at the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe. We are joined uh, by the head brewer, Ben Isbell. I almost called you Ben Bishop again. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. I like yeah. that name. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, welcome, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks yeah, for having no us. Um, we're really excited to be here. I, we wanted to kind of introduce you here uh, because we we butcher a lot of our beer introductions. <laughs> uh, we we kind of just struggle reading through them. So if there's anything that we're missing that you want to just jump in okay. as we're talking about the beers that we're drinking, um, just just chime in and, and tell us a little bit about that, that particular beer. Uh, Micah, you, you picked out our first round there. We were drinking, uh, what was it? It was uh, the... Eric's, Eric's Final, Final Coda. Coda. Can, yes. you, can you explain that one to the listeners? I know I had it. Uh, you had it as well. And I think we're just going to kind of go through. I mean, there's really, I don't know if this is going to be a standard grading episode or whatever, but just more like <laughs> drinking and, and telling everybody how good the beer is. Well, if you need to yeah. grade Even if you're lying, any of the right? beer, they're all A, right? Or yeah. 10. <laughs> yeah, 10, exactly. 10 to, 10 to 9, plus. 9.5, I yeah, guess. Perfect, yeah. know, right, now we have our window to work with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, the Hops does have the highest graded beer on the podcast history, by the way. Oh, really? It does. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was named State of My PA yeah. after, we were not after biased. the podcast. We okay. weren't biased about yeah. it, though. <laughs> well, maybe I'll just brew that. You know, yeah. Just, there yeah, we we'll, go. We'll, we'll just di- different versions we'll of that. We'll talk about Anytime. that very soon. Let us know if we need a hand. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Mike. I cut no, you. you're I asked good. you to say something. So, no, I cut you off. So Let's Eric's see. Final Coda, it's a 5.7 percenter. It's a 47 IBUs. And under the description, it says... Say goodbye to Mr. Plata with this India Pale Lager brewed with German Magnum and Centennial Hops. Centennial Hops. I like that. Centennial Hops. Very good. That was a key to the state of my PA. Dry hopped with a healthy dose of Citra, Simcoe, and Amarillo. Nice. Yeah, that was a beer. That was actually the uh, last beer that the former head brewer brewed. Yeah. Um... And so he actually I came didn't on actually and... have anything to do with that. Oh, one. Yeah. oh <laughs> so he, so Eric is a real savage. It's just yeah, lingering. It's just, like, it's just been lingering. No, it's no, it's an it's an India Pale Lager. So it's like it's a lager. It's a little hoppier than like your standard, you know, uh, like our premium lager, which would be a little more approachable, yeah. um, easy drinker. Um, a little bit more hoppiness, bitterness to it. Um, it's almost gone, so if you Is want it? to try you better get here, you know, quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we've graded that one. I know we've graded a few of these. Obviously, we got Stand Delicious, a staple here. Um, that is the DeHop Stable, and we got Shadow Box, which is award-winning as well. Um, we, I think we probably all graded these ones. Yeah, I but, think we, yeah. I think we um, have. I know we haven't done Eric's uh, final. Coda. Coda. And then, Ryan, what, what are you drinking? Yeah, I am drinking, uh, oh, I lost it. I was Stand Delicious. No, this is Umpty Ump. Oh, umpty okay. Ump, yeah. Umpty ump. So this is five, five and a half percent. It's hibiscus. I like that name. Yeah, I know. Isn't that like a song? I mean, um, it's Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. <laughs> I thought oh, it was come a song. on, you guys. It's more of like come a rhythm. On. Umpty you know the song. No, I don't know if no. I do. We're, we're ooh, the... ooh, do me, baby. Do the humpty hump. Yes, that's what, <laughs> I, that's what my it. brain said. I didn't know how to get there. I didn't know where I could hit that. So it's more like umpty ump, or is it umpty ump? I can't believe I actually just sang. Yeah, that was You cut that out of me. You crushed it, though. Like I, I would never be able to do it that well. That was terrific. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, umpty ump, five and a half percent hibiscus flower infused sparkling ale with a splash of passion fruit, crisp, subtly sweet, uh, and a slight dry finish. Perfect for warm summer filled days, and it has a pinkish hue. And that that is true. It is the color of that thing is awesome. I, this is not the the color I already drank. I drank it too fast <laughs> before we got to the beer grades. Yeah, it's completely gone already. 
Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Okay. I'm not staying delicious right now just because it was, it was here in it front of it, yeah. and it's really good. You had to get the cans going here. No, umpty ump <laughs> or umpty Is it umpty ump? Is that the right way to say it? Umpty ump. Okay. Umpty like ump. like humpty hump. We got right, like to go onto my the Pandora hump. and try to find that song, and then we'll get blocked by every. Yeah. Every, uh, no, what, what I think is really cool about it, just right off the top of it, uh, you know, is how crisp Mike even said it when he when he took a little sip earlier it's super crisp it's really easy to drink yeah. it's just it's super refreshing and uh yeah easy to drink yeah i, I might want to try that one here before the end of the day but we gotta get a server up here or something at some point can you can you like shoot a text or something yeah i can so, yeah. figure something out you just yeah. sneak down one <laughs> at a time too. that's true we could do yeah, that I that's mean, always fun you guys are just, just writing a little subtle list and yeah like, exactly. i'll go downstairs i'll just throw you a paper crumbled up or something uh no this is this is exciting I, i'm really excited to be here obviously i was i'm drinking uh, right now, I'm drinking Shadowbox, which is their. Uh, sorry, I should have had that ready. It's their German style uh, Schwarz beer. Uh, what, what kind of awards this one win? Is that is that? On I don't know. Right? I feel like it's. Uh, yeah, it's got the two, 2019 U.S. Open Beer Championship silver medalist, um, USA Best Dark Lager. That's the 2019 World Beer Awards. Whole bunch of silver medals uh, in the World Beer Championship. I don't know. Yeah, it's 4.9 percent alcohol. Very easy to drink. That, that's a that's definitely an award winner for yeah, me too. Yeah, good dark. Good good dark. It's one more than Ala Vila has. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> oh, a great, great point. Coming in with the zinger. <laughs> so we're gonna get into Burn. to the interview. Vila's not supposed to win, okay? <laughs> we're gonna get into the interview, which is the main topic for episode one hundred four. The game. Uh, but before we do that, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is open and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Uh, their revamped food menu, rotating taps, uh, wine and ciders make the hops. Perfect for whatever you have going on from dinner with the family to late night drinks with some friends and everything in between. The Hops Brewing, the Hops is becoming a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. The uh, Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2021. And if you mention State of My Sports, I think this is still a thing, you'll get a nice little discount. So we got, yeah, we're going to have to talk about that. So. <laughs> yeah, I think we still have a button on there, right? So make sure you mention that and, and you'll get a discount. Um, from Ben or the servers and all, all that good stuff. So, Ben, once again, thank you very much for, for having us here. Yeah, no problem. We're really excited. And what we want to do is basically just get to know you a little bit more so when people right. come, they, they feel more, you know, familiar and, and, and attached to, to what it is, learn more about the hops as a whole as well. Um, I do want to start more on the personal side. Obviously, you're the head brewer yes. here at the Hops Brewing Company Cafe. Um, and, and do you have any – first of all, I like to start out with, with social media. I don't know if you do any of the, the, the hops social media or personal stuff. Like, if you get, have a shout out to, that you'd like to give out, that, that's always a good way to start, right? Um, well, you can Gain obviously, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can obviously follow uh, um, the hops on Facebook at, I guess it's just the hops. Yeah, the hops brewing company, company and cafe. Yeah. Um, and on Instagram, we're the hops or just at the hops. Yeah. Um, my personal Instagram page is basically pictures of my children so i'm not that guy that like oh this is an awesome brood ip yeah. you know it's like oh look at this one pooped her pants <laughs> i you have know? a life outside yeah, of work exactly yeah, sure. so no that's good that's good um so a little bit about yourself i mean where, where were you born are you, are you from around grand rapids area um yeah i was actually born um in uh at butterworth hospital what it oh, used yeah. to be in downtown grand rapids which is now spectrum health um grew up in granville went to granville high school graduated in 93 okay 
or two. I don't remember. Nice. Um, <laughs> and then I went to Grand Valley State University and graduated there. What did you, you study at Grand Valley? Um, broadcast communications. Oh, really? Yeah. I oh, wanted man, to be a perfect. sportscaster. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect. Enough. If you ever <laughs> yeah. want to just be on a podcast, just let yeah, us know. You know yeah. You know. We're, we're taking applications. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you respond to emails it's, or no? What's that? Do you respond to emails well and text messages? Uh, yeah, for right, the most well, part. You're you in know. then. You're yeah. in. That's perfect. That's step, all you need. That's pretty much all you got to do, right? The pay, <laughs> the pay is terrible, just so you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much why I'm not doing that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, for sure. So you said you graduated from Granville. Yeah, very good sports school. Yeah. Right? I mean, did you get, you guys won some state championships around that time, right? Uh, I forget what you uh, yeah, I right, like. When I was going to Granville, it was all about wrestling. Wrestling, okay. actually wrestling in a marching band, which I was in the marching band. So, oh, really? What did um, you play? Trumpet. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. I mean, we were winning national titles all over the place for marching band, and then the wrestling team was really good. Okay. Um, football, I, I think I remember them making it to the playoffs, okay. and it was like the biggest deal ever. Yeah. And That was at the old high, high school familiar. then, right? So yeah, now, that was the old school. Yeah. What year does it, do you remember what year? That was probably playoffs. Uh, a little bit later. Was, so. I think my sister, my sister was the first graduating class from the new high school, and oh, I really? think she graduated in 2000. Okay, so, nice. Yeah, it was... That was I, way. I is that, is that still the new high school, or do they have another one since then? <laughs> I, I, they probably do. It's probably it's do, part right? of the Costco, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just where everybody. Uh, <laughs> exactly. The storage that's area. The, that's the yeah. school lunch. That's the cafeteria. I'm it's sure. a great cafeteria <laughs> for sure. So, uh, Granville, we're, we're pretty familiar with Granville. We we yeah. actually grew up going to church in Granville. So, okay. Uh, we went to Res Life growing up. We still go there. Okay, gotcha. Are you familiar with that that church at all? Yeah, no? yeah, I've I've heard of it. I've yeah. never been there, but yeah. <laughs> I feel like I mean we've seen Granville just explode. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. like it's just kids. fields <laughs> everywhere. Just fields and all of a sudden, and then and then there's mall. stuff to do. Yeah, and then there's a massive mall. Yep. There's there's like 25 probably car dealerships. Right? Isn't there yeah. like a Lamborghini place there? Like, what is the, like, really high? Oh, it's a Maserati. Maserati. Yeah, Maserati. 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 Yeah. Thing, right? they're, they're and the Alfa Romeo. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same? No. But I get what you're saying. <laughs> it's, a, it's a price tag. It's, it's really not even close. No? Too expensive for me, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> they make I can't afford either of them, so that makes <laughs> right. them the same, right? The same. Join the club. Until the podcast takes off. Right. right? Well, yeah. It's about to. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, what got you started in uh, brewing beer? Um, it, it was something that I kind of thought about. Just, I knew people were, like, making their own beer in their basement and stuff like that. And I was just, oh, I like beer and, you know, it sounds like a good idea. But never pursued it until my my ex-mother-in-law purchased me a Mr. Beer uh, beer brewing kit, which is like, you could, I think you buy it at Bed Bath & Beyond or something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. It's like a barrel and you have these cans and oh, you cool. mix them with water, <laughs> pour it in the barrel, throw some yeast in it, and like in two weeks you've got beer. Is it any it, good or no? Um... No, you can say no. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think any skilled brewer can make anything taste good, and okay. so and a lot of it's a lot of good brewing practice is sanitation and cleaning and stuff like that. And you can make something like it's probably not going to be an award-winning beer, but it's palatable, yeah. you know, and it's alcohol and it gets you drunk, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so hey. that's always, that's um, works. Always applies. <laughs> So you went from brewing Mr. Mr. Beer, yeah, Mr. It, Brew. Yeah, it was just like one of those things. I was like, okay, I actually like doing this. So then like went to like our friends at Siciliano's and, okay. you know, got, you know, bigger equipment, you know, got into like more detailed stuff. So you started and, doing it at, at your, your, yourself? Yeah, by yourself yeah, yep, yep. Do you have any particular beers that you just 
like I feel like it'd be hard to, you know, repeat it if you don't write things down. And I'm, I'm curious, like, if you found like a perfect recipe and you're like, oh man, what did I do? How do how do I repeat this one? You know what um, I mean? Like that would be so hard for me because I'm just like, I don't do that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I don't. It's tough to say because I think like sometimes brewing is kind of instinctual. And so when you're brewing it, you just kind of get a feel for okay. what's going on. And I mean, a recipe is a recipe. I mean, you do like a chocolate chip cookie recipe, you have it written down, but when you're baking it, you know, you open the oven and you kind of go, eh, yeah. it's supposed to be 10 minutes, but it doesn't look quite done. I'm going to go an extra you know, three. I'm going to get, you know, go a little <laughs> yeah. longer, you know, so it's like, it, it's sometimes you take a lot, you take a lot of notes and there's readings you can take and to yeah. try to replicate, but sometimes it's just mm. a lot of it's just kind of a feel and you know uh hope you don't screw it up i guess yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. so you went from brewing and in your own house to what did you how'd you get into the actual like industry making money brewing beer um i was working uh for a coffee house i, w- I was living in the east town area east grand rapids area i was working for a coffee house and um every day on my way to work i was walking past this place that was um used to be a party store, but they were putting in a brewery. Okay. Well, at that point in time, I had started home brewing, and I was like, well, this is awesome. I'm sick of my coffee house job. You know, they're putting a, putting a brewery in here now. And um, the it ended up being Harmony Brewing Company, and their first general manager happened to be my next-door neighbor, who oh, nice. we were actually kind of um, friends. And so he got me a job as a barback. Um, the idea was that barbacks were going to help brew, and then, you know, whatever. And I was I was the last person hired by Harmony, and I was never actually interviewed when I was like oh, I just cool. got the job. But my friend was just like, "Hey, show up on Tuesday for training," and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. And oh, sweet. Just worked my way up and ended up being the head brewer. I'd like to say I weaseled my way up because yeah. you know I just <laughs> you just, just always make, what, what yeah you, you just make sure you're always there when the boss needs something. Yeah, you know? I guess you're not wedding, wedding palms or wedding whistles at that point, right? When yeah, exactly. Comes in the beer industry. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? Hey, you like that, right? Teach their own. That was pretty good. Yeah, not, not bad. Ryan, do you want they're whistles? So harsh, they're no. so harsh in my jokes. I think I'm, I think I'm a little too... Well, whistles need wedding. I mean, somebody <laughs> exactly. somebody needs to do it. You is know? it oh, it's greasing palms. That's what I missed. Is it greasing palms? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I think, I think greasing palms is when you like you hand people money. Yeah, yeah. that was Getting my your bad. feet wet. That, yeah. you that was that was my bad on that one. Wetting the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever so, gets you to the top. So you, how long were you at Harmony for? Um, I was there for eight years. Yep. Okay, and then just recently you you moved over here. What when did you get to start here? Um, I started here in August of last year. Um. I was, I was friends with the former head brewer here at DeHops, and he was moving on. Friend of the show, Eric. Yep, friend of the show, Eric. Yeah. Um, Are you still friends with that jerk? Yeah, he's a Bears fan. <laughs> I don't even know why. Yeah, I know. He's so, it's so dumb. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, well, now uh, he's got Justin Fields to yeah. get him six to midnight. Yeah, give it two years, and yeah, it'll just be know. like just Justin Trubisky, you know, yeah. whatever, or yeah. Justin, Justin, Justin Cutler. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's another Bears quarterback. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Why do we think he's going to be good? <laughs> Moses Malone or whatever his name was. Um, yeah, so I, I was laid off. I mean, you know, during these times, due to the coronavirus, a lot yeah. of things change. And I was laid off from my previous job, and this opportunity came about. And, you know, he was like, hey, dude, I'm taking another job. You interested? And I was like, yeah. Nice. <laughs> you know need yeah. to work <laughs> so sure. um yeah so i 
interviewed with Mark, the owner, and uh, just been rocking and rolling yeah, since. Yeah, for sure. You guys yeah. make some really good beer. Basically, rule number one is don't run on a stand delicious, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. That would be my first rule for you. <laughs> yeah, that is the rule. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, it's... I, I think I've brewed that beer probably a thousand times since I've been here. It's, <laughs> it's almost kind of like, oh, again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, if you ever get sick of it, you can start making some state of my PA. Yeah, so. okay, definitely. Yeah, so, let's talk. Yeah. Dur- during this, so then you have to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll hold them accountable. We, can go, we don't have to go live for that, but just make sure it's in a recording so we can hold them accountable to Yeah, it. just uh, replay the tape. <laughs> what was the, the first beer that you brewed? I mean, was it with Eric? I mean, was there kind of training or? Yeah, it was, I, I think initially Eric wanted to be, because Eric was very passionate about this place. He, you know, this was, he built the hops up to. The standard. Yeah, yeah I mean, to the standard. And yeah. he. Yeah, it's got he, a reputation at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't want to leave it, you know, like, you know, deuces guys, you know. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I think initially he wanted like a two week, like training you know, whatever, but his timeline didn't match with my timeline. So okay. I think we did like three days together that we worked. Oh yeah. And I mean, obviously he was on, if I needed to text him or, you know, Hey, what the hell's going on with this thing? Then, you know, he could answer that question. But yeah. Um, I think I, the first day, my first day we actually canned, um, some shadow box. Okay. And then the next day we brewed, um, Marzen de Herzen and, uh, or it was, okay. uh, yeah, is that is that available right now or is yeah, that just actually like that's a, on tap right now? Oh yeah, now. there it is, right there. So it's that's our the, Oktoberfest. So okay, um, my first beer on my own was the Mi Crystal, okay, which is no longer on tap. Which that I, was a good beer. I that remember was a that very beer. good beer. Yep. Is that the same one as State of My IPA? I Can actually you? feel like based on the um, the tap list boards in the back hallway that it might have been the state of my PA. state of yeah they just changed the name <laughs> he just changed something? the name for oh. some reason i don't know why that's why we liked it guys <laughs> <laughs> wasn't as good though didn't taste as good nope. that, one, that one only got an eight never eight. taste the same <laughs> just because the name just because the name <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a favorite beer style to drink and a favorite beer style to brew um i, I really like brewing ipas okay. um i i feel like it's kind of a challenge to make like the whatever style of IPA you're trying to brew, it's always kind of a challenge to like, I'm going to make the juiciest or I'm going to make the bitterest or, you know, or yeah. the most bitter, not bitterest. Um, I like that. It sounded right to me. <laughs> bitter yeast. <laughs> um, but as far as drink a beer drinking, like I like a nice clean lager, you know, yeah, okay. I, so stupid. <laughs> I, I, I think IPAs are kind of like my, um, my whiskey, you know, how people get like, feisty when they drink some whiskey yeah i get a little feisty when i drink an ipa oh you yeah know? so maybe i'll drink you know half an ipa you know and then like move on to something else so do you lighter. drink ipas as you're making ipas you get a little feisty in there um <laughs> it's, it's a good another question bag. another Very bag good. Of it's, it's a really easy thing to fall into um actually drinking on the job when you work at a brewery because a lot of people are like oh he's the brewer he's supposed to be sampling the beer yeah so Try not to. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, you get drunk halfway through the day. You don't really want to work the rest of the day. You know? yeah. But that's you have to. That's a great, great point. I would never know what that's like. I don't know anything about getting drunk at work, No, unfortunately. No. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. I don't know why I'm talking about that. Because unfortunately. Yeah, maybe we should do a, we could do a, a collaboration brew day or something like that. We can brew some... Uh, some no. of your guys' beer. Absolutely. Is, you can come in, you can be working and get drunk. Exactly. I think that, that's a great idea. I'll pitch it to my boss and I'll wow. be there. <laughs> exactly. No, we, we did that earlier. Um, when did that guys when did that come out? Was that 
two years so ago. So it came out. Yeah, it was. So I think it was a, during last week's episode or two weeks ago episode, what? wasn't it? Uh, the the State anniversary of, of State of My IPA coming out because it was the NFL draft week. Yeah, two two years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Or no, yeah. one year ago. One year? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, it was one. We've only been doing this for 104 Ryan's like, oh, was four years, years ago, <laughs> roughly. Yeah. Well, either way, it was a ton of fun. It, it was, was awesome. Yeah. I only got to show up for just a little bit of it, and I had a great time. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, it would be awesome to, yeah. to do a collaboration. We should definitely, we'll, we'll talk about that. I'm oh, going to yeah. hold you accountable. We got it on recording, so All right. I'll, yeah. just, I'll send it to Mark and be like, this is what's happening. He said it. It wasn't mine. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, going back to IPAs, is that is that like your preference for, for drinking, too? Like, is that the, I really like, like your that. style? Yeah, I mean, I really like. I just can't drink a lot of them. Um, but yeah, it, as far as something about like opening up like a can of like an IPA that just yeah. like smells like a basket full of grapefruit. Oh yeah, Tropicana. You know, <laughs> it's yeah for sure. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it, brewing them is. I mean, just like smelling those hops and this yeah. is. What's your favorite IPA yeah, of all time? Outside of outside of the hops beers, you can't have any of your own personal beers that you've brewed. So no harmony and no no the hops favorite uh, IPA or just got, favorite beer. Gotta throw harmony in there, right? Just maybe. Well, I, if it's good, might, enough. it might have been his. his oh yeah, yeah. I don't, might I don't, be biased. I don't want him to give us an easy answer. I want him to really have to think about Dig it. Dig deep. You know, because if somebody asked me like what my favorite podcast was. <laughs> I mean, come on. We're going to all like, say Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, I never to Joe Rogan. Um, Who's Joe Rogan? Is he any good? <laughs> He's doing decent things. Uh, favorite IPA, I think. I think it's just the tried and true and like Bell's two-hearted. I Too mean, hard? it's, I, it's mm. hard to go wrong with that one. And like once a year you get Hop Slam, which is basically two-hearted on steroids. Yeah. You know, it's. What did you think about the, the double-hearted and light-hearted? Were you, were you a fan of that, or do you think that was kind of a mistake? And I didn't want to call bells out, and if you don't want to answer that, that's fine. But, like, I'm, I'm curious what you thought about that, because you have a award-winning great Standard, it, it, it yeah. Was, didn't it win, like, Beer of the Year or something like that, multiple years or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's won. And I think like, it's won, like, best IPA in the country or in the yeah, world. Yeah, so, like, crazy. Kinda, I, I get why you stick with the brand, but at the same time, did it? Do you think it kind of hurt them? I don't. I don't know. No. Uh, no. I don't know, man. I mean, like, I'm not asking you guys. I'm asking the beer guy. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Gosh. That's all right. I mean, if you got, you know. I, I, thanks for answering, though. I should have texted you guys so I didn't get. It was, it was in my ear, so I answered. Yeah. It's like asking my son a question. My daughter answers. Like, what's I'm talking to you? Sorry. sorry. Yeah. What, what were your thoughts on that? Um. Well, I hadn't actually had that. Well. I don't think I've actually had the double uh, two-hearted, but the um, the light-hearted, I thought that was well done. I thought, it was, yeah, it, would, it was really good. And now that I think about it, I think that might be one of my favorite IPAs. I yeah. mean, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, I, I like the <laughs> um, the lighter side of it for sure. I don't know. I mean, I I think right now, like as far as the brewing industry, I, I think Bell's a place like Bell's, Bell's and Founders, they kind of have this like old guard kind of like. Uh, persona you know what i'm saying like they're not going to get into these weird like slurpy type beers yeah but if they're going to think outside the box it's probably going to be like a light-hearted or a double too hard yeah you know they, get, I mean? they got a brand and they're like sticking to what yeah, they're yeah. known for but people will get it i mean people buy oberon like there's i mean there's an oberon day i mean come yeah. on it's a it's a wheat beer so you know <laughs> to parlay off of that specifically more of a brewer's question when when they say like a double two harder or like a double stand delicious, 
people always, I think, incorporate like it's going to be double alcohol, and it never is double alcohol. Is, what, it, what, is it double the hops? Wh- or I was going to ask you what what is technically what's the double, like what's the term then? Um, what's it supposed to be? It's not the double term. Um, I think is derived from Belgian beer, where you had like a Belgian, uh, uh, like a Belgian ale. Then you had a double, and then a triple. They weren't necessarily a double the alcohol or triple the alcohol, but they yeah. were like mouthfeel. Higher, like, they were higher like, alcohol. No, it literally is just like if you have a double two-hearted, it's just more alcohol. But it doesn't. Oh. It's not technically double. Okay. It's just. It's, it's just, just probably more. one of those terms that's just like it used to mean okay. something at some point and now it's just It's kind probably of, like a bucket of something, right? And then they just like <laughs> did another one. Yeah, exactly. Well, right? so one I mean, thing I noticed with, with uh, double soft parade. So soft parade yeah. is, is one of my – I really like soft parade. It's a good beer by, by shorts. Um, their double soft parade, it just said double the fruit. So that was their, their uh. thing is they doubled the, the fruit flavor. And, and it, I was not a big fan of that beer. Being such a big fan of, of – Soft Parade, I thought I was going to love it, and I was a little disappointed by it. Nothing against shorts or anything mm. like that, but it just wasn't – the original was better, in my opinion. So I, I'm curious if there's different things that you double to try to kind of make it the double. I don't know. Is that, it? That's kind of how I felt when I drank the double two-hearted. Yeah. It just it, – it like, it tasted thicker. Yeah. It, it, like, the consistency wasn't thicker. It was just – it just tasted heavier. It was a little bit more alcohol. Yeah. I was expecting – more i don't know yeah. <laughs> more of what but, but then you look at like arvon who, who's who I, I i really like their sours and stuff and they're slushyish beers so don't hate me on that <laughs> but like there's are like double kettle like what what is double kettle yeah actually? what is that is that like kettling is that a process that you do one thing i've learned um in the brewing industry is there's a lot of um marketing jargon okay that um can mean a lot of different things. <laughs> I, mean, you, I mean, you've probably heard like double dry hop or triple yeah, dry hop and yeah. stuff like that. And it's really, it's, it's more or less to like make you go, Oh, but this one is double dry hop. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. does it do something? Yes. But I mean, it, yeah, it sells. <laughs> it, yeah, it sells. I mean, I remember I, I heard like founders when they do uh, um, all day IPA, they put hops in the mash, like during the brew. Um, which is not something you normally do. Okay. And it was like, why do you do that? And it's like, just to say we did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but like people would be like, oh, but they put the ma- they put it's hops different. in the mash. It's, it's different. different. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, double kettle, I'm not exactly sure. If I saw it, I would probably be like, okay, that's what they did. They probably yeah. took it from one kettle and put it into a different kettle gotcha. just to say okay. they did. You well, know, they have not to knock them or anything. the size of the kettle and they did it twice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it probably is one of those things where they can do whatever they want. They can brand it however they want. Um, I mean, yeah, we're fans of, of Arvon and their beers seem to be up in the 8% a lot of times. Yeah, so I wonder if they're the kettle has something to do with that. Is yeah, that I mean, they're, they're so focused on their flavor forward type of beers where they're, where they're going for more of the, the fruitiness, the flavor, the, right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just kind of their thing. It's, it's, it's probably just unique to each brewer and yeah. unique to each brew house. Yeah. So I, I don't want to say the hops is never going to be bells or founders <laughs> or anything like that, but like kind of putting in the next tier, is, is there like a, a measuring stick that, that you want the hops to become in the the brewing industry, I know you guys are all, you guys all get along pretty well for the most part. Yeah. So you can kind of say, hey, well, I would love to be right there next to you and like, 
Is there a specific brewery around town or in the state of Michigan that you kind of compare yourself to or want to become? I mean, it would be nice if Heineken or San Miguel came and said, hey, we want to buy De Hops for $18 million, you know. That's a good point. You can do whatever Um, you want after that point. But, uh, (laughs) no, I think, like, discussions, like, we've uh, – the kitchen manager here, Dan, and I, we started right around the same time. And it's been a big turnover in philosophy and staff here at DeHops. And I think the one thing that we've wanted to do right now is we just want to be that place that, like, everybody in the neighborhood just goes to. Yeah. We, we, I, I, we may actually made a, like, a, a conscious effort to, like, okay, forget about you know, trying to compete with some of these bigger places because you're not going to, you know yeah. what I mean? And like the market's so saturated. Let's, let's make our name here in Standale, Walker, Michigan, and everybody in a three year or three mile radius, you know, come in here on a Friday night because we have something different. And you were here last Friday because we had something else, you yeah. know? Yep. And I mean, I think like building that relationship with your neighborhood and um, it, that's really what we want to do right now. Yeah. And then, build those fundamentals and then after that who knows what that, right that philosophy is cool community yeah. love yeah community. i really like and that and, and, and walker is so you know they they will support those types of businesses and, yeah. and they've been known to do that with their favorites well, and yeah. i think it's a great great idea really to just get in with the community build that trust build like the the place where people go and hang out and get the get the good food get the good beer and yeah, I think it's a great way to go. Yeah, for sure. And and I think like it, it's a perfect spot because it's kind of in the middle of Walker, Granville, yeah. and Allendale. Like yeah. you could you could kind of <laughs> consider yourself the home for all of those. I know yeah. you got uh what is the is it not Elk Brewing. I get the Trail Point. Trail Point. Trail Point's one trail out point. in Allendale, yeah. but it's at the same time you get college students kind of going this way too yeah. all the time between yeah. the main campus and downtown. So that Chick-fil-A goes where, in. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, that, that's going to explode. Oh, gonna hopefully, hopefully if that drive-through goes right through our parking lot, <laughs> right. then it'll be like, okay, yeah. cool. Perfect. You, know? you guys just kind of have a little wagon that like, here, you want a beer <laughs> while you wait? Even, yeah. even if it doesn't, it'll probably end up there because their yeah. lines are so long. So like you guys can yeah. just like yep. hand out some flyers just on the turn way. Just turn yeah. off your car and take the keys out of ignition. You can have a beer inside. Only for passengers in the backseat. I am not condoning this. I don't know what, whatever. Yeah, I don't know whatever. What the, I, if I'm saying it, 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 is it legal? I don't know. Just, just <laughs> don't listen to what I say. Just enjoy the hops beer. That, that's there basically the point that I'm, I'm trying to get so to. So I'm curious because before I think Eric had a real passion for the lagers, for yeah. the German style, yeah. Belgian style, just like kind of keeping it as a little bit more traditional compared to a lot of the you know local breweries. Um, are you trying to keep that? that you know i, I don't know the the tradition? the tradition yeah that eric has kind of started or have you kind of thought about this from your own point of view and said no i've got i've got a different vision for what uh de hops is moving forward um i don't think i'm like hell-bent on like any one style um i i want to keep some of the tradition of like the lagers um that this place has quite a reputa- reputation for you know some unique different lagers but at the same time, people buy IPAs. Yeah, you know do. what I mean. It's yep. and so you can have a Rausch beer on tap, which great. Um, but what's probably going to get sell more? Probably a session IPA or a juicy IPA. You know what I mean. So yeah, it's, it, it's that that mix of it's that mix of like, hey, I'm a brewer. I can do this. Look at how this perfect, you know, <laughs> hell's 
you know, the Munich Hells came out. But also, here's the juiciest IPA you ever had in your yeah, life, you know. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, there's a there's a balance there. Yeah, yeah I mean, you no. want to sell stuff, but you want to. It's like you want to have enough. You want you want to have the balance of like anybody can come in and get whatever they want, but yet if you have like a, somebody who knows what they're talking about with beer comes in and goes, oh wait, they have that. Cool, you know. Yeah, so. I w- every time I've been in Germany, I come back or when when I'm there and drinking beer, I'm just like, well, it's not it's not like home. Like it's, yeah. it's just, it's just not the same. And it, that's probably the opposite in some people's minds. Like they just want the traditional, simple, just like the standard traditional yeah. stuff. Um, it, I, I don't know. I just think what people have been doing in the beer industry in the last probably couple decades is pretty, pretty cool. And, and there are a lot of different flavors out there to try. So yeah, you got to mix it up. Yeah. Well, for sure. So is there, is there a particular beer that you just, don't like i think you kind of threw the the slurpee or something under the bus but like is that that kind of where what you don't like i i I think the you can it's tough i mean it's really tough because i mean like you can sit here and say well ipa sell so we're gonna brew ipas well that's what some of these places are doing like i mean sugar-filled fruity slushy slurpee sour it's hard to like, I don't know, man, you dump enough stuff in something, it's probably going to taste good. good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's not my style. It's not what I don't, and I have acid reflux too, so I can't really drink this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just biased. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sour beer. (laughs) So I I remember when, when we had Eric on, like his big thing was like, he hated like New England IPAs, right? Like, wasn't that kind of his? I think so, yeah. He wasn't a big fan of that. Yeah. Which, because it was kind of popular. It was he, annoying he was to him. more, yeah. So do you think the sours and the fruity things are the next New England IPA? The next, I don't want to say fad because it's stuck around, but like the next yeah. thing that people are going to start exploring because that's what people kind of want or want an option to, to do. You know what I mean? Um. Yes. I mean, because I think that it's it's what people i mean like who would ever thought that like white claw and truly's and all that <laughs> yeah, stuff would be such yeah. a you know yeah. brewing like hard seltzers and stuff like that um i i think that stuff is here to stay yeah. and i mean i god bless them for you know these breweries that make that stuff and they make a lot of money off of it a sour beer i mean it, there's nothing really wrong with sour beer it, it like ascent it, it's a sour beer is a traditional style of beer. There are beers from the 1700s that are like sour style, like a legit styles. It's when that kind of, you know, hey, well, they liked, you know, like you like the umpty ump. Well, let me dump like 95 pounds of hibiscus flowers in it and then a bunch of sugar yeah. and then put it yeah. in a slush machine and then. That probably actually sounds pretty good. So. Yeah. <laughs> write, write that one I don't down. Know. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's <laughs> really good. It just That's sucks. State of my PA or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think some of the I think some of those like beer styles like when the brewers get together and they talk about it, they're just like, oh, those jerks making that. Oh, oh hey, there, hey, right? Joe. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but they're making a lot hey, of money. Hey, come tell us why you did the blueberries extra. Yeah. Tart or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making up words at this. Quadruple point. blueberry. <laughs> Spinner, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a beer. Starfruit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> have That'd we? Be a great idea. Starfruit. I love starfruit. Have we talked about the food yet? No, we haven't. Yeah. So, Do you have a question so, about fruit? well, Mark has worked really hard on the, the the beer side. Yeah. But he also loves focusing on the food side because 
this is not just a brewery. Yeah. It's a brewery and and restaurant. Yeah, so you did mention the the new head chef. You guys kind of started yep, around Dan. the same time. Yep. Like, I mean, I think a he lot was, of variety, it sounds like, right? Yeah, I, he was here, I think, about a month before I started. Um, and Dan, I mean, he's... He's an awesome chef. I mean, he's got, we've got your standard, like, beer, or I'm sorry, burgers and um, chicken baskets, chicken wings and stuff like that. But, yeah. like, he does these weekly specials. Like, a couple weeks ago, he had, like, a like a um, spicy peanut uh, chicken noodle uh, dish, you know, like a Thai kind of deal. I mean, okay. that sounds good. Dang. Yeah, I mean, it was My really My wife good. loves Thai food. When's that so, coming back? Yeah, when is that happening? <laughs> I know. I was, like, really mad at him. He was, like, he, he made it, and it, like, ran out over the weekend. I was, like... So what? It's gone. I can't yeah. have any. He's like, he's like, no, dude. I, I have to know what to pair with the beer. Like, the I, beer is key. The, the best. Meal. The best thing about Dan is that, like, he, he's he's very ambitious with these specials, and he's like literally going through our stock and just saying, "What do I have?" Yeah. And just making a special. No, it's it. really I cool. Mean, it's just, I mean, that's we, pretty awesome. It, we have a bunch of jars of marmalade, and he's like, "All right, orange chicken." Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It just, and it was good. You know what no, I mean? I, and so that's key to have someone like that. It's not yeah. just doing something because it's on the menu it's like he's building the menu yeah because of what he has and what, what he yeah. can make for people yep. no, I, I think that's a a really cool cool way to do it so obviously here you can you can obviously drink as much beer as you want yep. to to an extent uh here at the house but i mean are you guys anywhere <laughs> else like can you find I, I think i've seen you at siciliano's market before but is there any other places uh, yeah um the hops beer has been available in um other venues such as siciliano's um i think uh copper vine Okay. In Wyoming, uh, Kings Cove, I think in Holland. Um, I'm not sure about right now. Okay. Um, we've been kind of just transitioning into more focused on in-house yeah. right now. And then um, I think this summer we'll um, kind of ramp up the whole... Um, Canning and, and distributing type yeah, thing. Yeah, distributing. Yeah. So if, if people see these cans, uh, I mean, so so far you got Shadow Box and Stand Delicious. Yep. So the people that are watching can... Can see this if they can watch. I know we've been having. Oh, oh boy, we've been having some internet. Got them off. Internet's been a little slow or something. <laughs> I think it's getting you guys, not us. But no, I'm sure it's on my computer. My computer's terrible. But um, I mean, if you guys can see this right now, the 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 cans. So if you ever see these, just just check them out. They're totally worth it. Um, the cans look awesome too. I, I love the stand delicious yeah. can. Very Shadow box as well. Look, looks pretty pretty clean. You guys have anything else that you're working on that you're gonna can, or is this kind of just your your two staples right now for now? And kind of grow from there. Um, I think we are planning. We are actually in works of uh, getting a label for a premium lager. Oh, really? So nice. we'll have that canned up here sometime soon. Hopefully, cool. kind of been waiting on a label. Nice. Um, so whenever that comes in, can that up and yeah. uh, look out for it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's you have to get the artwork, and then you have to get approval for the you know. So it's oh, kind yeah. of a, it's kind of a thing, you yeah, know. Yeah, for but sure. We, Try to do it as quick as possible. So, you, so you mentioned your your some of your favorite beers are, are Two Hearted Bells, obviously. Yeah. But like, do you have a favorite brewery outside of the hops that it's like maybe you'll go to just to get away from work and still have a really nice beer? Do you um, have a favorite local one? I'm the guys at the Mitten. I love the Mitten. Um, they've been uh, the owners, the brewers. I mean, everybody over there is just. Yeah top-notch I feel like everyone people. we talk to about beer is like they always mention the mitten as like some of their favorite yeah. people it seems yeah. like they're in the community a lot yeah, and yeah no, I, good guys that's really cool yeah I'm they're sure. um I they're they actually bought some of our equipment or actually they're borrowing some of our equipment 
then if I need to borrow it back, I get to borrow it back. Nice, but, you yeah. know, kind of a beer exchange, you know, whatever. So, sure. um, yeah, I mean, it's, they do really good beer and like the, like Jeff and John over in, um, the, like they have their little, uh, farm team, uh, small batch brewery for the, okay. and then they have their production house. Uh, Miguel runs the, um, I believe he runs the canning operation and stuff like that. They're yeah. just, they were here a couple of weeks ago and we all just sat and had some beers and it's just, oh, that's cool. you know, you guys have time. like, you guys have like beer night, like each brewery hosts type thing. You guys um, have like a like group message that we should be a part of that we can join <laughs> in. <or? laughs> um, I, I, Good poll. I, I think that's, I, I think that's probably happened asking, in right? the, that's probably happened in the past. I'm not sure. I mean, like, like right now. <laughs> yeah. Now, nowadays, you know, who knows what yeah. you're allowed to do and not allowed to do, but, um, I'm yeah, just gonna take all of my beer contacts and put them in one, and just like, all right, you're hosting today, and see you if just send out like, a group, ma- yeah, yeah, like a group a, message, a group text or something. Just yeah. be like, who's hosting tonight, guys? <laughs> exactly. Where can I show up? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll be there. <laughs> well, it's kind of it's kind of funny because you'll get a text message message from brewers like, oh hey. Um, do you have these hops I could steal from you? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll be over by three. And then all of a sudden you get texts from other guys who are like, hey, I heard uh, so-and-so is going to be over there. Uh, can I come by? Yeah. <laughs> I think the, I think the last meetup, I think the, the Mitten guys are coming over to look at this equipment. And then Eric from but former brewer, Eric yeah, was here. Yeah. And a couple other guys from uh, some hop yards and stuff like that. Just like. Oh, now it's a thing. Hey, that's cool. cool. No, I bet that's, that's a, a really fun community. And I love how, like, as much as you guys are, are competitors, you know what I mean? Like, you guys still are all there for each other because you want the craft brewery industry to succeed. You want to be good here in Grand Rapids. It's Beer City. Yeah, exactly. You have, you have something to stand up for, yep. you know, and, and you guys kind of seem to all have your back, which is, is really cool. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, the pandemic is has been tough on a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, how has that been with, with the craft beer industry? I feel like, I mean, it could be a blessing in disguise in a lot of ways because you can start exploring and start canning. I know canning is new to, to the hops. You got yeah. uh, Waypost kind of starting to can because they were closed for a long time. Is, has that been, how, I guess, how has that been and how are you guys coming out of the, the pandemic to kind of continue to work, pick up where you left off, I guess? Well, I, I think that, I don't know, I think be a lot of places being limited on their um basically the pandemic in the last year yeah i think you just try i I think a lot of fat has been trimmed okay in businesses and you can figure out what you can do and what you can't do or what you should do or shouldn't do um i don't know if that makes any sense but i i i I feel like a lot of a lot of people have done without certain things in the last year and then you're kind of like yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. Do we strategic. really need we, that? We, yeah, yeah. So I mean, is it, it re- really right. a big deal to have growlers? Is it really a big deal to have this or that? You know. So I think it just has made things streamlined. I mean, moving forward, I I really don't know where the industry is going. I think more like to go sales. Yeah. Uh, I think people are gonna. I think breweries are gonna safeguard themselves for in case something like this happens again. Yep. You know, okay, you can't have people in your dining area. All right, shh, that, we've been through this before. Fire yep. up the canning line, you know, yeah. get the coolers out. Let's, you know, sell some cans. So I, it's, I don't know. It's, it's weird. weird. <laughs> it's it weird. weird. It's, it's really just, weird. It's a real, it, it, the restaurant industry is weird anyway. Yeah. And, I mean, this has just made it even weirder. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you have a favorite beer here at the Hops? Um, Premium Lager or um, Jem Vierdel. Um, did we already ask that? I might have already asked that. 
Uh, I don't think so. What is the Jameer Dib? That's a that's a. Um, I'm calling it a. Uh, um, what did I say? Um, American premium lager or something like that, oh, or, okay. or modern American lager. Yeah. Okay. See, you, that pro- was, you probably answered that at one point throughout the yeah, other questions, yeah. something like that. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, do you have any other new beers that you're excited about coming up? Um, we're just gonna do some standard um, summer beers, we're doing a saison, um, a Kolsch. Um, got a session IPA coming out um, in a couple weeks, um, and uh, a Brut IPA. So, oh, nice. I love, I, I'm a big fan of Brutes. So, like, I went through a phase, I think probably about a year ago right now. <laughs> I can look back on the Instagram. But, like, I went through a phase where I drank, like, three straight weeks of Brutes, and I was just like, oh, these are the best. These are the best. <laughs> and then I had one that I wasn't a big fan of, so I just kind of called it quits there. But I'm, I'm excited to try that one. Yeah, I like Brut IPAs. The nice dryness. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that as dry as possible. Yes. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a true brute where it's like juicy, but it's using West Coast style IPA or okay. IPA hops. So, so it's a dry juicy. Yeah. Oh, dry hey. and juicy. <laughs> I'm really excited. It's gonna be like juicy, and then so it's gonna have a little towel, and it's gonna wipe your tongue off for you. <laughs> oh wow, this is gonna be pretty classy. <laughs> it's, it, it's double toweled. <laughs> sounds, sounds like that's what, that's what you Christian think is classy. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Could we call it juicy? Dry juicy. Or is Deucey too yeah, close to another? There. I wouldn't say Deucey. Yeah, I'm not going down that road. All right, all right, cool. <laughs> That's why we have to wipe off our tongues. <laughs> for sure. Um, I mean, do you guys have any more questions for him about about beer? Otherwise, I want to get into kind of you know our side of, of the the podcast. Yeah. I'd, no, I yeah, Let's do it. No, thank you. That was awesome. No, I, I think it's really cool. To, cool to hear what's going on at the hops and and everything else. Um, but obviously, you've listened to the podcast. You said earlier. Yeah. Um, we we do not not the Mount Rushmore that that a lot of sports shows do. We do the <laughs> Banana Boat, and I don't know if you're familiar with the Banana Boat. The LeBron James on the behind. Who who is he on there? He's got Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade. Marlo I think Anthony. I ask this every yeah. Christmas. Just Chris, listen back to no Chris Paul, not Chris Bosh. Yeah. Chris, Oh yeah, Chris, Chris Paul. Paul was on it, and I yeah, think Gabrielle yeah, Union like was actually friends. on it too, or oh. something, right? <laughs> yeah, wasn't I, even a basketball player. Probably. Anyways, so we just kind of adopted that, so we're not doing the Mount Rushmore. It wasn't her. No, I just named all four of the ones that were on there. Oh my bad. Google it, John. Mello, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, LeBron. Type in original banana boat picture. <laughs> I'm curious. I want to know for sure. What you? Yeah. Any chance you give of talking about LeBron, you always you always do it. So I don't I don't know. That's not. Why and now I you're looking at this. pictures and stuff. I don't this even is like getting LeBron weird. Anymore. His new name I've, is Lebron. I have grown up since we started the podcast where I thought LeBron was the greatest thing, and I'm not I'm not a fan of LeBron. Right, so anymore. now your next favorite player is okay. Bronny James. Yeah, Bronny, <laughs> former future Piston. Hopefully, I mean, um, I'll take it. All right. So <laughs> what we want to do is have you fill your banana boat of your four favorite teams. And based on your four favorite teams, we are going to try to guess your four favorite athletes afterwards. Oh, okay. And we're going to discuss this as we go, but we're going to start with your four favorite teams. You get to name those as you want to. No, no particular order. Okay. Uh, you just want me to name off my four teams? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Detroit Lions. Boom. Great, great answer. Um, you got a Packers fan sitting next to you. Watch out. Ugh. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> least, least favorite part of the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Least favorite part. For I sure. think I just puked in my <laughs> mouth a little bit. <laughs> Most <Sorry>. people do. <laughs> um, Michigan football. Oh yes. Uh, Let's go. Michigan basketball. <laughs> yes. And then uh, I'll say Detroit Lions again. Detroit Lions. Just what? I mean, I, okay. I'm a Pistons fan, but I'm kind of like a uh, Fairweather fan. 
Well, I mean, you kind of have the to Detroit be. Lions. Oh, yeah. Okay, listen. The Detroit Lions torment me every like 16 weeks out of the year. I don't need it from the Pistons. I don't need it from the Tigers. I don't need it from the Red Wings either. So, so um, you don't invest in those teams. No, it's as much. Like, yeah. I'm a Pistons fan, but like I like a Bad Boys fan, and then the going to work Pistons. Oh, yeah. Like anything other than that, it's just like. Uh, so you know. Lions on there twice. What do you think about this draft? They just had. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome that Panay Sewell was there when they got so him. So pumped. I, I, was I was so happy. Kind of hoping <laughs> for like Trey Lance or oh, something really? like that. But I, I don't know. I think that I, I, I think this team is actually going to go with Jared Goff. So, yeah. I mean, it's that you might as well set him up to set succeed. Up. You yeah, know? I exactly. Mean, yeah. I, did, I didn't want them to pick a receiver um, unless it was Kyle Pitts. I that feel was, like that guy. That was the one that was most intriguing to me, yeah. too. It honestly was. No, I, I, yeah, but, but you know, we've, down, we've been down that road so many times, and that does not change a franchise. Yeah. So I agree yeah. with their approach Tackles in this. can change franchises. Well, just like the approach to it. They went offensive line, two yeah. defensive linemen in a row, and then they, and then, then cornerback, then they address another need. So, yeah, just cool. I, right. I loved it, too. So what we're going to do Trenches. is we're going to have eight opportunities to fill your banana boat okay. <laughs> for your favorite athletes of all time. And okay. they don't even have to be related to, to what you do. Just be completely honest. So I don't know if you, you thought in your head you're four. Maybe you can write them down if you want. I don't get it. What, what, what did you just so say? We're, eight? Us three are going gonna to get eight opportunities to oh, guess guessing? his four. To oh. guess his four. Okay. Oh, so can this I go is first? Just, this is just our three here. Detroit Lions Can I go screams f- Barry Sanders. Oh, yeah, 100% oh. Barry Sanders. So our pick is in. Our pick's in, Ryan. Yeah. I, you're telling me to do Ta-da-ding. something. <laughs> our first pick is Barry Sanders. Yes or no? Yes. All right, boom. Yes. There's one. We got it. We got it. All right, one pick, done. Of course, it's Barry Sanders, guys. Come on. All right. So this is just us three here. Yeah. Let's talk. Well, the Lions so we, are on the board I again. Like we, I feel like we got to <laughs> stick with the Lions here, and I'm leaning towards Calvin. That's exactly what I was thinking. You're leaning towards Calvin. That's where I'm leaning. Are we all – do we agree with that? I mean, timeline think? also screams Herman Moore to me too. Oh, probably. That, that's Luther. a good one. Luther I just, Ellis. I just don't know if <laughs> – Huge. Big, big, big Luther. <laughs> but then we're also there's, – there's Michigan football was, was so, second on the list here. Yeah, so do we want to look more towards like – Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson, Desmond Howard, it, Tom Brady. I think – Charles I think, I Woodson think, is the easiest pick. Okay. Charles Woodson? I'm down to go with Charles Woodson. I'm good for Woodson. I was thinking we would stick down lines. But Desmond let's, let's Howard? Our, our, our pick's in. Ryan, we're going. Yeah, you know who we're going with. We're going with Charles Woodson. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Freaking knew it. We should have gone Desmond Howard. <laughs> I don't know if we want to go Charles or Desmond Howard, though. Brian Greasy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. We got to... Oh, do you think he would be a sleeper on Mike Hart if we're talking Michigan? No, football? man, that's your timeline. He's talking he, like w- w- uh, our favorite players is when you're growing up, right? So we're we got to think early '90s, earlier '90s. I'm thinking Desmond Howard. The, dude. the only thing that rings a bell would be Desmond Howard. Well, I mean, you got like Frank Tarkenton, right? Uh, you got like uh, <laughs> Frank Tarkenton. I'm not that old. That old. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. Wow. Like, nice job, Ryan. All right. So we've we've had two picks so far. I'm okay with taking a flyer yeah, on Dez. He was Dez. way earlier, wasn't he? He's like, you want to do Dez? Early '80s. I, I would. I think Frank Turkington. I think yeah. we have other stuff. I think it was in the NFL in the instead. '70s. Oh, really? <laughs> we could, could kind of. We could get Oops. into to Dez later on okay. if we needed to. All right. But I mean, if we don't want to go Dez, we can go Dez. Let's go Dez. Ryan, our picks in. Oh my gosh. Micah, you know this one. That's cool. 
Desmond Howard. Yes. Oh, nice. You <laughs> guys Nicely done, it, Ryan. You want to know why? Yeah. Why? yeah, you know, yeah. you know the famous pose of him doing it. Oh, yeah, the Heisman. Of course, pose? I was at that game. Oh, I was really? in that end zone. What? No yeah. way! I, I saw that live. So I, ever since, so I see that because they play it every, oh. you know, oh, what every, a every Michigan highlight. Yeah, real. It's like, oh, hey, I was there. Yeah. So he has mentioned the Pistons as well. So let's not forget about Isaiah he Thomas. He did mention a little bit of a Pistons. I don't know. If it's not on the list. Bad Boys. It's not on the list, but that doesn't, mean it's not pod, that doesn't mean it's not on there. Am I like, thinking of Dennis honestly, Rodman Michael here? Jordan could be on there too. The so we got to remember that as well. <laughs> it's I not think, Michael Jordan. Okay. The all right, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Michigan right, so basketball. We've, we've Michigan basketball. I don't think uh, anybody's worth drafting. I don't think Chris Webber's on the list, but maybe. All right. So I, I'm leaning towards like – Tom Brady or Calvin Johnson. It's not Tom Brady. What did I'm telling you it's not Tom you Brady? You don't know that though. I just feel <laughs> you, you you don't know that. I think he has to be picked at some point because I feel like mo I would say probably 78% of Michigan fans love Tom Brady. We're two of we're two for three right now, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So we're let's two for three. Tom Brady will well, not be in the top Woodson? four picks, but we gotta let's move on. Yeah, we missed on Woodson. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you want to go Calvin? And get it away. Dude, we could try, we how, could try Calvin, how do you but I don't not put Matt Saffer on there. Every I, Lions fan, I think we're gonna have to pick that at some point, but we'll see. We'll All see. Right. All right, our pick, Sam. Then. Sam, this is I on got, you. I got my pick here. Do do like do I have the reins to pick? Yeah, yeah go for it. <laughs> oh, Tom Brady. No. Oh my gosh, this is bullcrap. <laughs> Dude, I told you not in the top four. Yeah, but I, I told you. I mean. He was at Michigan, but he's like, not the Michigan man yeah, that everyone I mean, thinks he is. Yeah, yeah but was. a lot of Michigan fans still love him, though. But Chad Henney not, was. Like, a lot of people just love him for the sake of loving him. <laughs> I think, right. But when you look back at what he was at Michigan, look, it wasn't a whole lot. Honestly. I know that, but he's still one of my favorite athletes. <laughs> I, I know. That's fine. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it is. It's still a good pick. It's Move a good on. pick. Good answer. No, just I like told you. Good answer. No, you guys no. are supposed to be No, it, it wasn't good enough. It was a good you answer. You were wrong. And you went with it anyways. Shame right. on you. It was All a right. selfish. <laughs> All right. So should we go, Calvin? <laughs> I, I want to go more like Isaiah Thomas. You want to go Isaiah Thomas? I do, yeah. I do. Maybe wow. maybe even like Joe Dumars. Maybe Dennis Rodman. I th- I'm no. feeling the Dennis no, Rodman connection. The word. He's not that old, Ryan. Well, how about I don't care, man. Uh, the the big mean Bill Lambeer. I think yes. Uh, no, 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 no. Rick, you guys Rick are Mahorn? thinking the wrong. You guys are thinking Rick the wrong Mahorn? era. Going to work. He also likes to go to work. Pistons. You got to think about Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. Why the wrong Rashid era? Wallace. I see him as Corliss Williamson. All right. Scoreless. Yeah. <laughs> Scoreless. <laughs> Corliss. All right, John. Honestly, <laughs> Bison <laughs> Daily. John, this is your chance to throw someone out there, and don't try to be funny. Like, be serious here. Rip Hamilton. Oh no. He would be Bill Chauncey before. before. I would. I, I would. Right. Grant Hill. John, are you ready, or do you want? Do you want someone else? Should no, we go you, you guys. You guys. You guys are making these picks. Should we go Calvin? We should go Calvin. I think it's a safe pick. It's, it's the most legit pick. <laughs> All right, Sam. Okay, do it. All right, Calvin Johnson. Yes. Yes. Let's go. We got three out of four boys. I just dropped the pen. I got so That's bad. I'm gonna good. steal your pen. Can we please go basketball next? I want to. I, I don't know who is the the right pick between Chauncey Isaiah Thomas. All right, we're gonna have Dennis to. We're Rodman? gonna have to pick this up a little. I don't. Think John I, Barry. <laughs> he made some clutch three points. Dude, slam dunk yeah, champ. Isaiah Thomas makes the most sense if you're gonna go piston. Let's give it a shot. The pick is in. It's too early. <laughs> it's too early. It's too is early, it? guys. Yeah, I'm thinking more Michael? like Ben Wallace. Right. Who's in? Who's got what? it? What? Pick is in. Ben Wallace. Oh. Frick. Oh no 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 no! I do fear you the throw. <laughs> 
All right. We got two uh, more picks, guys, to get this last one. So we got yeah. Barry Sanders, Des Bryant, Calvin Johnson. It's got to be Lions. Herman Moore, I'm telling you. I don't think you. Oh, he's going for it. Go for it. If you're feeling that confident. Herman Moore. No. Oh, my gosh, Ryan. You, just, you got us down <laughs> to our last pick here. Oh, Gotta my get the, word. Get this going, right? This, right. Is, this is actually hard because I'm like, you guys keep throwing all these names. I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, he <laughs> might be my favorite. <laughs> Are you a hockey fan at all or no? Um, I, I, I am a diehard um, Fairweather fan with hockey. So that could be so. So when they're good, when teams are good, I love going to Griffin's games. Eisman Shanahan. It would be Eisman if anybody, or maybe Datsuk. I think it's going to be Eisman or Datsuk if it's hockey. I don't think it's hockey though. Can't be Zetterberg, right? No, I don't think it's hockey. I think it did. Did we say Isaiah Thomas yet, or no? I think it could be Mike Hart. Mm. He's just Mm. no. I don't. I don't (laughs) think. You don't think it could be Mike Hart? He was not Braylon Edwards, not Mike Hart. A train, Anthony Thomas. All right, we got to set a timer here. We got just Chris hold on, time hold on. Isaiah Thomas, Matt Stafford. He did say Michigan basketball. We don't have any Michigan basketball. Yeah, but Stafford I, might, might be there, into guys. That a more. Should we Stafford go Stafford? Might, I think Stafford's. We got. We got to get through this, including right. Stafford at some point. I'm in for Stafford. All right, do pick Stafford. us in. I get to say it because I love that guy. Matthew together. Stafford. <laughs> yes. Oh, we did it! Oh, you're welcome. We did it! I'm so excited that we did it. That was fun. It was fun. <laughs> we should do that more often. We should just have guests. I'm just, just more often just so we can do that. I just thought that was a, ask them right. things. <laughs> all right. So your banana boat of your favorite athletes are Barry Sanders, Desmond Howard. I almost said Des Bryant. I might have said Des Bryant. You earlier. did say Des Bryant. It was recorded. Desmond Howard, Calvin Johnson. Matthew Stafford. I think that's a great banana boat. Yeah, absolutely. So, so where are you feeling with, with Stafford going to the Rams? Do you want him to succeed? Because I do. Um, At least for I, one year. I, yeah, why not? I mean, I, yeah. he deserves it, I guess. I mean, Yeah, you're not going to root for him against the Lions in the playoffs so when, it, when that time comes two no. years down the road. But, I mean, for now, yeah, go ahead. They do play each other this year. Yeah. That'll be that'll, fun. That'll be really good. In Los Angeles. So, the uh, Bears open up with them. In L.A., I think. Go, go Rams. Oh, really? Oh, perfect. Yeah. Justin Fields can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If yep. he even starts. Get a you taste of uh, Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I feel bad that I said suck it and you said taste of <laughs> But um, we're right. trying to keep it a little, well done, little family friendly. Well a little done. closer to Move PG. On. We're, on. we're like PG-13 now. Um, anyways, for the people that – sorry. Thank you very much for, for having us. You You're can welcome. stick around. We're going to need you. I'm sure for right. this because we got four of us to vote on this. We're going to need a tiebreaker okay. for our favorite moms. So we, what we did last week for Mother's Day is we drafted our, our favorite TV moms, TV slash movie moms. And I thought, well, that can't just be the end of it. Let's put it into a bracket and, nice. and figure out our favorite. Nice. So this might be a new thing. It might you, not be. We got we'll to make sure that we. we time, John. We, we got to. All right. Let's. We got to move quick through this, <laughs> for the record. Yeah, it's too too long at this point. Yeah. All right. When bit, we when we announce these, the we got to make sure we, we know where we got to make sure we know where these are coming from too. What TV show or what movie? Yeah, I think that that's a key. And maybe we should should, should we just do first round today, and then we can get into to the see how it goes. Yeah. I don't think nice. there's too much discussion. I like it. Right. All right. Let's do that. Um, so I just put what I did is I I googled bracket creator and I put in the moms that we drafted. And it just created this awesome little bracket for us. Put them head to head. I said, randomize the the seeds. So 
Um, here we go. We got a, a, a one verse sixteen. Lindsay Bluth, who I have no idea who that is, um, to Pam Helper. So what I want to do is, John, can you like set like a thirty second timer or something like that, so we can just quickly discuss it, and then once once that's done, we got to just vote on it. All right, so, sounds good. Can so I you start? start you, yeah, you start with this Lindsay was my Bluth pick. Here. Yeah, I mean Arrested Development, classic character. It was one of the funniest shows on TV. I couldn't even help it. Sometimes I was laughing so hard. Um, she's just a terrible, terrible mother on the show. <laughs> I Pam Helper is not known as being a mother. You don't see her as a mother hardly at all throughout the show. That's not her identity okay. for that show. So my argument is, one's a clear mother on the show. One's a one's a hilarious, clear, definite mother all the time. One minute works. Helper, sorry, you're not a mother to me. You're just you're you're whoa, whoa, whoa. Pam Jim. <laughs> Look, I, okay, I don't know who Lindsay Bluth is personally, but I think Pam. I, I know Shame that she's a mom. You. She's a great character. I mean, I, I I can't I can't hate on somebody that I don't know who it is, but I think Pam is decent decent enough. So, and I love that show. So, Micah, do you know either of these characters? Yeah. All right. So, yep. which one are you leaning towards? Uh, Lindsay Bluth, because Pam wasn't really much of a mom on the show. John, so. do, you, do you have an opinion on this one? Like, I know neither. I don't watch TV. Okay. All right. So you can vote with me. <laughs> You're gonna be and effective. Then we'll, leave, we'll leave the we'll leave the the uh, final vote up to. Uh, I was about to call you uh, Ben Bishop again. No, let's just go Ben, ben you know? Ben. M- Mr. Bishop. I feel like it's <laughs> Mr. Bishop. Informal. Um, all right, so I- I'm going to say Pam, so that's where my vote goes. Pam? Ryan, Pam? Lindsay Blue. Pam. Pam. M-N? Pam. 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 I'm going Pam Halpert. You said you got Lindsay? Yeah, yeah. Ryan? Micah? Lindsay. John? I'll go Pam just so we got a tiebreaker. All right. Oh. Ben, you get, you're the tiebreaker here. Is this supposed to be like a mom you want to have or like, you know, like a mom Any you reason. Want to it could be looks. It could be <laughs> just classic how they were as a mom. I would, I would say. It could be anything. Lindsay Bluth. I mean, there's like. Yeah? Yes. Like. Yes. They kind of right mentioned that Pam has a baby on the show, and then that's it. You know, this is going to be incredible. We're going to lose listeners over that. <laughs> All right. All right. So here we go. We're moving down to the wife uh, would be a different eight story. Eight nine seed. That that is a very good one here. So what we have is Estelle Costanza, who is from Seinfeld. Yes. And then uh, <laughs> Betty Draper. What was that from? Yeah, Mad Men. Mad yeah. Men. That yeah, was yeah. another one of your picks. Yeah, absolutely. So I didn't watch She's Mad Looker. Men. Was she a good mom? Uh, no, terrible mother. Um, very <laughs> is she good looking? Pretty, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Estelle Costanza very well put together. Probably the opposite. She was probably a good mom, although she did raise a mind idiot. <laughs> what was <laughs> what was the dude's name? What George? George. Yeah, that guy was a little off. Um, so maybe she wasn't that great of a mom. So I could go. I, I'm going to trust you on that one and go Draper too. Um, Micah, do you do you have an opinion on this one? I'm going to go with Costanza. John Draper. Draper. So I think we got Draper. Draper's in. Draper's Betty moving Draper. nice. on got to a the next round. We're going to have to do some research in, in this next round here so we have a little bit more to go. Maybe I'll watch the whole show. This is this is good, though. Mad You're right. I, so first round now, and then we can get into it a little bit more. Yeah, we, we could do that. Or we next can just episode? do it all now. I don't, I don't, yeah, really it doesn't I don't have rules. We'll see. Um, so here we go to the next round. First time ever. Um, you got Caitlin Summers. No sh- yeah, who is that? Caitlin Summers. Anybody? Nope. No idea. So Kyle's not here to, to defend <laughs> that one. Um, what? We don't even know who this person is. I'll do it. Yeah, Leah Tuhi from The Blind Side. So she was the mom that adopted Big Mike and made that dude what he is. Oh, okay. Is what they want to tell us, right? That's what Disney thinks. So what's her name um, in real life? Uh, in, the, in the movie? The actress? Sandra Bullock. Uh, Sandra Bullock, go. yeah. 
So I do like Sandra Bullock sometimes. She's all right. Um, She's a good character. I did like that movie, too. I cried a lot in that one. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was an emotional one. Don't so, just Google women's names, okay? No, that <laughs> Just was, don't do it. I, <laughs> no, I didn't Google it. That Caitlin was... No, Summers? I am. Who's Caitlin oh, Summers? I'm trying to... I don't know. There's oh. a lot of random women showing Caitlin up on Summers. Google. <laughs> it, oh, Summers is S-O-M-E-R-S, I think. Somers. Oh, yeah. All right. So, I like, I don't even need to know who this is. I'm going to go with That's Leah Tooley. I'm going with Leah because she's, she's awesome. I mean, she, she's, a, she's a good... And, and the fact that you had Sandra Bullock on that is, is totally worth it. Yes. I'm going to I'm I'm suck go at blindside. you. Yes. Blindside, mom. It's got my pick because it was my pick last That was week. your pick. Yeah, Ryan, you good with blindside, <laughs> blindside. mom? Blindside. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we got blindside, mom. We don't even know who Caitlin that's is. A, <laughs> that's what we call a quiplash. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I love that. love that game. Great game. All right, here oh, we go. 13 seed pulling it off. Ooh, this is, this is an interesting <laughs> one. So this is me versus John. John with the very first pick... He went Bambi's mom, and I went Gloria <laughs> Pritchett. Um, I mean, who is that? She's she's the mom from uh, Modern Family. She's, she's not a the, cartoon. She's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she's hilarious. Oh, first Gloria! Of all. And yeah. she's a really good mom too. Like I feel like, he, yeah. And you got the great looks, and there's two really good reasons why she should win. Um, this one, and I think I used that last week too. Right. Um, I, husband I'm and her son. St- what are the two reasons? Um, left and right. Uh, no, okay. but she had two kids. She had two kids as well. Wondering. So she was a really good mom. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with my pick. I'm going Gloria. I mean, John. John. I mean, I'm gonna stand firm with Bambi's mom, but I feel like I feel Hold like on. I feel like Hold Bambi's on. mom as a five seed is like Creighton getting a three seed in the bracket. You know, Hold they're gonna on. lose early. Right? I mean, Tammy's mom or Bambi. Tammy's mom. Bambi's mom is like. She was a, a very small character in a movie, and she died. So, I mean, was Craig, she even a Craig. good mom? <laughs> Did she sacrifice herself for, for Bambi? I don't uh, even know. Big, big part of the story. Gloria, didn't it? <laughs> she didn't have oh. to either. I'm going, I'm going Gloria. I'm going Gloria. I'll, go, gonna, I'll go Gloria. Yeah. For sure. yeah. if you, do, you, do you agree with us on this one? Oh, yeah, of all course. Right, all right, cool. Who We're going Gloria Pritchett. All right. All right, so we have another me versus John right here. We got Jill Taylor. Random. From Home Ooh. Improvement, oh. Jill, Jill from Home Improvement. Yep. Against Amy Matthews from Boy Meets World. Ooh. So, I don't think so. You can't even throw looks into this one because neither no, one of no. them are like exploding off the, the chart of, of hotness or anything like that. There weren't HD recording cameras back then. Either, <laughs> exactly. You know? so they probably would have struggled even. There more. was that like 3D recording of, of uh, Home Boy Improvement oh, Home one time. Oh yeah, remember I that? I remember watching. So they that put like the picnic table house. through the yeah through yeah. the TV. <laughs> I remember that. It's like, go to your local Meyer and pick up the glasses. I don't said Meyer. They said Binford. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the glasses. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I hated Jill Taylor, personally. I was not a fan of the way she treated her husband. She was mean on the show. Amy Matthews is the, the perfect mom. She was great to the kids. She adopted kids, basically. Sean, Topanga, when her family moved to Pittsburgh. I mean, in... Man, you know that storyline so In my, so in my well. opinion... Amy Matthews is, is I mean, she had some issues. She, one time she told Topanga she wished she went to Yale. That was a mistake. She learned from it, though. Right. She got through it. She's like, I apologize. She, she apologized to it, and she said, you were a daughter to me. So to me, it is Amy Matthews because she was a great mom to Corey, uh, Eric, and whatever the, da- the daughter's name was. Nobody Megan. knows. Nobody knows. Not Megan, Megan, what do you think? <laughs> what was her yeah. name? Are we voting right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm voting Amy Matthews. Yeah, I'm going with Amy. 
Yeah, I'm going with uh, Jill Taylor. Oh, Jill Taylor. Did. Oh, boy. Yep. I I kind of agree with you as a kid. I was like, man, I don't like her very much. But like looking back at it now, I'm like... I get it. The dude, the dude was completely <laughs> ruining the house all the time, just blowing crap up. And she was very, actually, pretty reasonable. What was I mean, the sister's name in Boy Meets World? Nobody, nobody cares. That's not it. No one names their kid. Morgan. Nobody cares. It was Morgan. It was Morgan. Got it. <laughs> what do you think? All right, Ben. You're on the clock. Tell us when your pick's in. Oh, jeez. Jill Taylor. I mean, she had to deal with oh. Tim Taylor. I mean, there we go. All the time. And she raised three awesome boys. I right? mean, her, hu- her husband went yeah. all the time. I mean, right, come so on. Like. <laughs> and she right, let him do that. And she didn't leave him. <laughs> yeah. Let's start the segment over. This isn't going to go well uh, for no, me. So this is good. This isn't working well. You got to watch it again, uh, I'm telling you. Jill Taylor. That, that's she grows a, on you. That's an upset, even though she was the, the two seed. Um, so here we go. Don't think that's how that works. Um, we have somebody <laughs> named uh, Pepper Potts. Does anybody know what Pepper Potts is from? Is she, is she the mom in Beauty and the Beast? Gotta be, right? Mrs. Potts? Somebody look up who Pepper Potts is. <laughs> no, she's uh, Iron Man's wife oh, or whatever. Was big. Kyle was big. Kyle I wish Kyle was here to defend himself. I didn't like it, personally. So, the, so who she's going against is Elastigirl from Incredibles. So you have superheroes here. It's a superhero matchup. This is a big deal. Um, I mean, you put on a suit and you become a superhero doesn't do a whole lot for me. Elastigirl, <laughs> with the suit on or not, she's flexible and she can do superhero things. So Elastigirl makes more sense to me. <laughs> am, I, am I digging two more? In? Oh, no, gosh. Oh. You guys, get you mine out of the gutter, Micah. We got, some, we got, some, to do with yeah, we got some blooper reels on this one. <laughs> it wasn't just me. Everyone else was laughing around us. Flexible guys. and elastic, I And she say. can do She did amazing things. things. Like, yeah, I mean, Woo. she was amazing. She saved her kids from that uh, airplane that, that blew up. Sure, yeah, yeah. I don't I see even, what you're saying. I, I have no idea who. Look, I'm not a Gwyneth Paltrow fan, which is which is the real life actress of. I'm going Elastigirl, even though her voice whatever me. person. I'm going to go Elastigirl too. I think it kind of just makes sense if you can move like that. Hey, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's unique. You're winning in some way or another, Micah. Give me Pepper Potts. Oh boy. Yeah. Was Pepper Potts one of Kyle's picks? Yeah. I'll go Elastigirl. Uh, <laughs> let's team up against oh. Kyle today. I like it. That's always fun. Only because he, he didn't that? respond. Oh, Elastigirl for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good. No Elastigirl brainer. is. I think she's a, she's a dark horse winner of this whole tournament, but we'll see. Um, so here we go. We got two more to go. We got Kate Beckinsale from Click. Who knows what her name was? Who cares what her Nobody name cares, was? Nobody cares. Yeah. She was amazing. And it's not a bad pick. She's going against Lucille Bluth, who is one of Kyle's picks. And also who is, another Bluth here. Right? So I don't know anything <laughs> about the, the Bluth family. Um, what is that from? Arrested Development? Arrested Development. I should watch that one. Um, Lucille is an icon. All right. I'm going with Kate Beckinsale. Just looks alone. She wins. And, and click. I mean, she looks amazing. Um, I actually even saw a meme. Is it a meme today? Meme? meme? I don't know. It was like um, a side a by side of like it said Adam Sandler creates movie, and then it has like pictures of him like out of shape and stuff like that. Oh, I've seen that too. Adam Sandler's yeah. wife's in the movie, and it's like <laughs> Kate Beckinsale, Jennifer Aniston, Brooklyn Decker, and like a bunch of other smoke shows. Other than Drew Barrymore, I don't know why they put her on that yeah. list. But Adam Sandler's wife actually gets to pick. Salma the, Hayek was the other one. She gets to sign off on all the the partners of all of his movies. Oh, really? That's pretty. His sweet. wife in real life. Yeah, yeah. So he never does a movie without his wife approving the uh, <laughs> other actress. So why did he approve 
Jennifer or why did she approve Jennifer Jennifer <laughs> Trust. That was such a terrible Kate Beckinsale. Trust. Kate <laughs> yeah. Beckinsale, I think uh, we should just have a ranking of Adam Sandler's wives in movies. Yeah, we should. And probably. Girlfriends or something. Do a little like bracket that. style. Yeah, that'd be fun. The I'm wa- going Kate Beckinsale. The water boy. I don't even know if she was a mom. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if they had kids. No, they did have kids. And then a, a, a shot against hers, she she did kind of leave them at no. one point. Well, in, in the the fake life, in a dream, I guess. So maybe it wasn't real. Maybe she wouldn't real. have done that. Real real Kate Beckinsale and Click wouldn't have done that. It was Dream Beckinsale that did. I think it was a dream. I don't know. I'm still kind of confusing <laughs> to me, but I'm going back and sale. Are you going Any, back and sale? Anyway, oh yeah, I'm going to go back and sale for sure. That was my number one pick. <laughs> like a, I'm going Lucille Bluth. Oh gosh, all right. I, John. I just do not like Sandler's movies. After I get, his early I get one. Lucille Bluth though. That's you don't one like of the Sandler greatest movies. No, can't that's an stand issue them. about that we got to talk about mm. off here. This is that's a problem. Rom coms. Rom coms are awesome, John. I'll go with the upset, Lucille Bluth. Oh, boy. Thanks, bud. That's if uh, <clears throat> she gets picked up. All up to Ben right, now. Ben. Lucille Bluth. Oh, my gosh. Boom. Sorry. Lost. I, I understand it. I understand yeah, it. I mean, I get it. I've never actually seen Click either, so sorry. Have you ever you seen, seen Kate Beckinsale? Don't watch it. You'll you know cry. Retract your pick. Make it I Lucille. I cry a lot in that movie. <laughs> What's funny is we have like character names. We have character names here, except for that one. It's Kate, Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the character. <laughs> Does she even have a name? No, she doesn't. She's just, she's just that person. I think that's the one. Oh no, I guess Alaska was from the movie. The rest were just show. Well, Bambi. All right, stupid, stupid thing. (laughs) Um, All right, here we go. We got Marge Simpson against Claire Dumphy from Modern Family. My pick is in. Speaking of Adam Sandler's girlfriends, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, she she was in. uh, Yeah, Marge. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Oh yeah. Marge, not, Marge, yeah. not Claire. All right, I'm going Claire Dunphy. Love me some Claire Dunphy. She's hilarious. Claire Dunphy. Ryan? John? John? I mean, don't I, I don't have, do it, John. I have to stick with my pick, though. I, you don't have to. I know. She is um, She's a nice lady, Mom. <laughs> she's awesome. She's not a cartoon either, right? <laughs> so it's legal in all 50 states. <laughs> Since I already got a couple of horses in the race... I'll I'll dump Marge here. So you're going, going Claire. Claire. Yep. There nice. you go. All right, just just for fun, who would you pick? I'd go Marge. You would have went Marge. Yeah, just to stir the pot. I was know. thinking Marge too, so I'm I I wanted John to go first, so the, the pressure wasn't on him to send it to Ben. This this whole list, Marge is probably the best mom out of everybody here. <laughs> she put up with a lot, that's yeah. for sure. She classic, some absolute crazy, classic. Crazy crazy people. All right, so going into our elite eight. And we'll take, we're going to finish this bracket off next week. We're just running out short on time. But we got uh, Lindsey Bluth against uh, Betty Draper. Um, I'm going to have to do some research on that one. Um, then we got Lucille Bluth. Or Leah Tui oh. against Gloria Pritchett. Um, I've done enough research on that one to know where I'm going. Uh, we got Jill Taylor against Elastigirl. Um, Lucille Bluth against Claire Dumphy next week. We're gonna we're gonna finish this thing Ooh. off. <laughs> and we're, I mean, Mother's Day goes goes more than one week, I think. So we're gonna celebrate that one as we go. Yeah, a couple of Bluths. Can I bring up some honorable mentions since I wasn't here last week? No, you should have been here. I know I should have <laughs> been here. <laughs> Who do you got? So did anyone bring up Amy from Bad Moms? Uh, one of our listeners did. It was in the comments, I think. Okay. That is a phenomenal pick. I've never seen that. You never I seen the Bad first one, not Moms? the Christmas one, though. No. Oh my gosh! You I mean, have I just to see saw Bad the title Moms. of the movie. I'm like, eh, not for me. 
no, no, no. no. It, it is, it is who, funny. Which one is Amy's? Is that the? That's Mila Kunis. Oh, I like Mila Kunis. So that could have been a good yeah. thing. If I knew it was Mila Kunis, if I knew that too. Yeah. And then my second know. one is Vanessa Baxter, from Last Man Standing. Oh yeah. She yeah. is awesome. She's a phenomenal mom. She might be a Jill Taylor replacement here. We can we can She's vote phenomenal. on that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Did Jill Taylor's team catch COVID? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Throw somebody else Just in put there. a replacement in there. Replacement. Yeah. I'm okay with. We'll we'll have to talk no, about no, that no, one no. off air. Let's Maybe go. Maybe you guys will respond to some text messages if we vote on that one, but um, probably not. So. Got to text more often. Anyways, uh, we're gonna move on to to our betting hero segment. We're gonna move through this one pretty pretty mm-hmm. darn quick. But first. Brian, can you can you explain what Betting Hero is for, for our, our listeners here? Yeah, I'll do my best. So bettinghero.com, um, what they do is they just break down all of the legal um, what online betting sites that you can go through in the state of Michigan. So for every single state, if you sign up, you just say what state you're from, and they will uh, separate out all your options for you, whether it's a smaller casino-style uh, betting app or something big like DraftKings and, and all the standard you know, things that you hear on the radio all the time right now, uh, they will lay out every single option that you have in the state of Michigan that is legal, and they'll also give you the best promo code available at that time. So the, the, the key with this is when big events come up, when there's a big UFC fight, big boxing fight, uh, Super Bowl, whatever it is, March Madness, they're going to give you some really unique, awesome um, – you know, promo code available to get you the most money possible. And and what they do is then they just take that from every one of those sites. They lay it out for you. You can sign up through bettinghero.com using promo code MIBETS. And when you do that, again, all the resources are right there laid out. You don't have to do any of the research. They give you the promo codes available. You go back through the websites, through them, and then it's right there for your taking. It's MIBETS through uh, bettinghero.com. Perfect. Well done. Um so we, we usually have a, a Travis pick of the week. He's, he's having trouble receiving text messages, I think, um, or at least sending them. So last week Kyle said, Pistons by 10 against the Bulls, and he was way off. So, Micah, this is your chance to, to give a quick and fun little joking pick of the week. Uh, uh, that's a <laughs> great question. All right, so I'm like – Sorry. Uh, hmm. Or John, wanna, do you have anybody? Anybody you can want a jump pick of the week? in. A pick of the week. Why don't you talk for like two minutes? I'm going to give you guys my Wednesday parlay, and then you guys can come up with a pick of the week um, that you agree on or not. I don't care. Somebody come up with one just for I, I fun. I got you. I got just you. Just for fun. All right. So my Wednesday parlay, I'm going hockey. I'm going wins. So you got Canadians over the Oilers. That is the upset. You wouldn't expect it, but it's worth it because Oilers could be resting some key starters. Connor McDavid already at 100. He might not even play. Um I doubt that there's seeding implications. So Canadians over the Oilers. Uh, I got the Knights over the Sharks because the Sharks are, don't want to get any extra points. And you got Colorado over the Kings because the Kings aren't looking to get any extra points. So you got three wins right there. The payout might not be great, but I think the upset uh, with Canadians over the Oilers could be the key to make that worth your uh, while. So, um, Ryan, you said you were going to come up with a – quick little yeah i'm looking for the, the week betting information um on thursday we have the detroit pistons playing the denver nuggets so here's the thing with the pistons right now they are in total tank how, how, mode how are they doing tonight by the way oh i didn't actually see what up. they're doing tonight keep going sorry i interrupted uh well i'm trying to find the over under for that game it right probably now. won't be on there yet they lost usually... by 19 yes let's go that's a good <laughs> loss that is the best loss that was the big game 119 to 100 Let's go. 
That's huge because the Timberwolves, I think, I think if we beat them, we would have been tied with, with the third worst record in the NBA. Yeah, oh, it gives them, so it gives them 21 are, wins. Still at second. Yeah. So that was that well, was a really go. important loss for the Pistons. Um, Saban Lee. Saban Lee with 22 points. Oh, Look at that. Look at that. Second round draft pick. All right. So we got a pick. Just say, are you saying over or under? You don't have to say the number. Just I, are you it, feeling I, over or under on it? On, on what? I don't know. You said you were looking for I'm the taking over nuggets under. with the over. Nuggets? Yeah, on Thursday's so game. Cover with the, the spread? Cover, yeah, yeah, cover the spread cover easily. Spread the Nuggets easy. are, are on their path for, you know, Jokic is, is looking for MVP uh, hype right now. He's probably number one in the race right now uh, for the NBA, NBA season. So he's not going to lose to the Pistons. That would do damage to his hopes right there. They're, they've been really hot lately. Pistons are in garbage mode, just playing second-round draft picks uh, for 40 minutes a game. And, um, yeah, whatever the over is, I'm taking that. All right. So a little bit about some betting odds that I promised that we, we would get to. Uh, just just some changes that I thought were interesting in, in the over-unders for, for win totals in the NFL. Um, the Chiefs actually went up a half a game. I thought that one was interesting because I didn't think what they did was, was worth it. And it made me just think, all right, why, why would that go up a half a, half a game? I, I, I couldn't find it based on, like, other teams' drafts and stuff like that. I thought that was interesting. Um, Packers are actually completely off the board, which is, uh, I think, the most intriguing thing because of the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers. We don't have enough time to get into it as much as I'd love to bust Micah's balls here. Um, <laughs> I'll do that once he gets traded, and then we'll have some fun with that one. Um, related to that, though, was the Broncos. So I think that's, that's the key to the Aaron Rodgers thing is if somebody's going to trade for him, Broncos have the most assets and the, the are in the point that would a reason they would do it. Basically, they're they're the ones in in the spot that would do it the most. Um, so there, it's not even draft um, implications. It's just the the rumors of Van Rodgers. They went from seven and a half to eight and a half over under in the wins. That that one's really intriguing to me because if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, I feel like the under is like easy money. You know what I mean? But if they get Aaron Rodgers, the over seems easy money. I don't know, man. They're they're <laughs> a little stacked talent-wise right now. And I know they don't have a quarterback, and that's the key position and everything. But I don't know. I, w- I don't know if I'm ready to bet against them 100% at this point. All right. So then uh, a couple other changes. Uh, the Titans went down a half a game from 9.5 uh, to 9. And the Seahawks went up from 9.5 to 10. Um, I think it's mainly just – Russell or not Russell Wilson? Yeah, Russell Wilson. I was, yeah. What Stan? Da- Danger Stan. Russ? Like yeah, this, like that was in question. I think it's yeah, pretty much sure. secured now. Uh, another one is Raiders went down a half a game. The Bears went up a half a game, uh, drafting Justin Fields. Then the Falcons actually went up a full game from seven to eight, um, with drafting uh, Pitts and how how their draft landed. Lions are still sitting at five, which is the second worst. So uh, you, you taking the over on that on the Lions? I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the. I do too, man. I don't want to say it's the easy bet because the schedule hasn't come out completely yet. But at the same time, it's like the way that they're built. The defense has to get better. They can't get any worse. Yeah, I almost feel like the Texans are overvalued here at four and a half, and the Lions might be a little undervalued. I don't know. This is tough, man, man, because there's there's a lot of talent in the league right now. It's just like, how bad was Matt Patricia? That's 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 the key. So I I feel like that it was just like, hey. Don't rush the quarterback. That's a good idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like just 
doesn't take much to do better. Well, and with, you know, like how hyped we are with the locker room and with this coaching staff and general manager and everything, you know, you know the players have that hype kind of carrying over too with the new locker room, new coaches. Like I feel like that can make a, a big difference in football. You see these last to first seasons all the time. Not to, not to say the Lions are going to be first, but I'm just saying like it can make a big difference with the culture of a, of a team and how everybody goes out there and plays with a little bit more confidence. Do you think a large portion of that is going to hinge on the wide receiving corps? No, I really don't. No. I, don't I don't think so at all. I think I think more than anything it has to do with our defense and the style that they're going to play, the cornerbacks and how aggressive they are, how comfortable they are, how much they play in speed and that that was one of the biggest things that, you know, this coaching staff said right off the bat is like, "Hey, we got some talent, but they're they're playing slow." They're, mm-hmm. they're playing with lack of confidence right now and and I think if they can change that with the Jeffrey Okudas, Amani's, it's going to make a big difference in the, in the end. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. I, I think it really comes down to how DeAndre Swift can develop. I think he's got everything in front of him. You've got a great tight end. Um, and if you can have a legitimate running game, the passing game will take care of itself. But you have to get that running game going to really show anything in the passing game. You don't have the, the playmaker at, at wide receiver that you can just throw the ball when you want, like we've seen, because you don't have the quarterback to do that either, I don't think. We'll see. I, I think people are bearing – Jared Goff a little too quickly, um, but when you combine going from Stafford to Jared Goff and the receiving core, you can't trust that passing game to be like, yeah, it's going to be okay. But the running game will make even a bad passing game look decent. Yeah, and I agree. And the last thing I'll say about this, because I know we don't need to get into this right now, but Jared Goff and his confidence – with the Rams, like he knew he was not wanted at that point. So that makes a big difference with the culture that he was trying to deal with and how good he was at that point. You know, like that big difference with the season with your, the, the confidence of a quarterback that goes a long way. And, and this guy, again, just two, three years removed from Super Bowl appearance. It is time to grade our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to once again remind everyone of our partner, Siciliano's Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or you need some help from their expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Along with great selection of craft beer. They have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. They also have the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the State of My Sports family and is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. So obviously we are on location here at the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, so we're drinking their beer, which is not a problem with me. Um, Mikey, can you remind uh, everybody... what did we start with? We started with that lager, right? Yeah, Eric's Final Coda. And, and you and I both drank that one. Me, you, and John. John did as well. Yes. Right. Yep. Uh, dry hopped with a healthy dose of Citra, Simcoe, and Amarillo, and German Magnum and Centennial Hops. It's a 5.7%. And it's, it's easy to drink. It's obvious. I yeah. Mean, um, but it, it does have... It does have a really good taste to it, um, and I hope that Ben chooses to maybe continue it at some point. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Just change the name of it. Because change the name yeah. or what have you, but I think it's a good beer. Um, I'm going to do 
I'm going to go with an 8.3. John, you want to jump in and get, uh, get a grade? It was, yeah, definitely had a, a, a smooth and uh, citrusy front end, on, you know, first sip out of the glass. Right. Really good. Um, if it wasn't good, this glass would not be empty and, and kind of dry. Um, so I guess, uh, yeah, so Ben's first coda uh, when it comes out. Um, yeah, right. yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll go up there with, uh, with Mike. I'll, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'll give it a solid eight, 8.0. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was really easy to drink lager. Um, most lagers are, um, I, I think, right? Um, lagers aren't technically what I usually like, but I thought it was a good one. I'm going to go with a 7.8. Thought it was pretty solid. Um, just it's more of a style thing, style preference. Easy to drink. If you want a good lager, that's that's. It's a good grade for lager for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Ryan, can you remind everybody what you were drinking? Yeah, Umpty Ump. This is the five and a half percenter, uh, hibiscus flower, and a splash of passion fruit, um, dry finish. It, it says right here it's perfect for like warm sunny days and everything, and it really is. Like I, I don't know what it is. I think it's just like the. It, it's a subtle flavor to it, and it's really rich, I would, or, or I guess I would say like crisp and fresh tasting. And I'm, I'm a big fan. I just I don't know. I went. I have had some uh, good ones recently here, but I've kind of come back to this one a couple different times just because it's unique. You're not going to get this everywhere. So uh, I'm going to give it an eight six. Really good grade. It's good grade. Yeah, that yeah. is for sure. Big fan. Uh, Ben, I don't know if you, do you want to grade one of your own beers or like <laughs> what were you drinking? Um, yeah, uh, I was drinking the Shadow Box. I mean, it's probably like the most perfect beer on the face of the planet. Um, it's probably I don't know, eleven. Eleven. All right. I'm That's, sorry, eleven. Point one. Eleven one. Nice. Yeah, there you go. yeah only uh, noobs go with round numbers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Numbers. Exactly. Like John. John, come on, man. Second ever grade. He went with the noob yeah. score. <laughs> oh well. All right. Uh, well, hey, uh, Ben, I just really appreciate you having us. Yeah. It, it was a blast. Nice to catch up with, with you and Hops. Um, and just hopefully we can do this again here soon. Yeah, anytime. Uh, whether you come on or not, we, we just love recording here, getting getting to taste all your guys' new beers and all that good stuff. And I'm going to hold you accountable on that, us brewing with you. All but, right, let's do um, it. That was episode 104. Thank you guys for recording. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. Peace. Sponsors, the House Brewing Company and Cafe, Siciliano's Market, Mac Web Design. Also, thank you to Paradise Outlaw for allowing us to use their music for our introduction, Detroit Hustle, and for our out six feet down. <laughs> <laughs>